This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we get to the contest, we have a surprise guest judge. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> Hal Sparks is back. Hey! Hey! Where, how did this happen? I was uh, I was walking through the parking lot. No kidding, and uh, and and I was accosted. Casey, did you grab him? Yeah, yeah. yeah because uh, Rabbi had his like Shabbos stuff that I had to uh, like. It's a like gear in his Torah and yeah, all that. Yeah, he's, he's a true superhero. Or something. Yeah, and, yeah. and I. I had to bring it down the shore, and I just, I did not want to forget it, so I brought it to my car, and I saw Hal, and I was like, dude! Yeah. And I was like, dude! I, I did say, listen, you don't have to say yes. Don't feel obligated, because right. I'm asking you face-to-face, but uh, he's all about it. Absolutely. Well, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a metal fan. I'm a yeah. Maiden fan. We figured think, you'd, you know, be, you'd be a damn good expert for this. Uniquely qualified, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, we have other uh, guest judges here this morning. Our good friend from 6ABC, Action News Honcho, Mr. That's what Hal. This is what Matt listens to. This okay, is, I, I was like, I, if if you if this is you singing, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> no, this is a this is a band called uh, Between the Barrier. Yeah, Between the Barrier to Me. And they're playing on so well. They're playing on Progressive Nation tour. Are you, you're familiar with them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah. saw them. Yeah, you th- Matt, when, when they were in town, did you go see them recently? No, it never worked it? out. Well, yeah. I was actually going to meet the band and everything. Oh man, is I'm, that wild? That'd be like that'd be like Walter Cronkite in a Sex Pistols. <laughs> Absolutely, show. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, didn't Dan rather sing with REM one time? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, because yeah, of the happen. song that he oh, yeah, got his butt kicked to. What's the frequency? Yeah, from the guys who clearly are with the Men in Black or some weird underground government organization or talk to aliens. They come up to him and asked him what they kept beating him up, asking him what's the frequency. Frequency, Kenneth. What's the frequency, uh, Kenneth? There are no witnesses to that incident, too, right. except for Dan Rather. You right. know what, though? They did catch the dude who apparently perpetrated that. Okay. He, he he attempted to or did, in fact, kill somebody who was working at NBC. Wow. wow. Yeah, and uh, the dude... Uh, Cooperated his encounter with Dan Rather, but they wow. never figured out why he was calling him Kenneth. I mean, that never because really that's his clear. lizard name. Because the lizards live among us, and, uh, assume human form. Duh. I mean, God. read a David Icke book occasionally. You know, when he peels away the skin, there is the lizard skin underneath. Exactly. Yeah. Nineteen hours on the internet, and all your questions are answered. <laughs> REM paid him. Yeah. All right, and then yeah. we have our third judge uh, from our promotions team here at MMR. Please welcome Rockstar Rob. Yeah. Rob, how are you, man? I'm doing good. And nice to be here. Rob, Rob is in a band called Death Star Overdrive, uh, which uh, have you guys been playing lately? Uh, here and there. Um, we're going to do a show um, for my birthday. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you end up getting that booking? Uh, because... <laughs> It's your birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> That's right. Now, That's believe it or not, when we need a band for my birthday. Oh, my band. When I first heard that, that Rob was in a band, that he was a lead singer in the band, I, I you know, I, I wanted his CD just to make fun of him. Right. And then we played the CD, and I was like, oh, this is good. I, I remember, <laughs> so I remember disappointed. You clearly you saying, Casey, you're like, I really wanted it to suck. <laughs> and it was good. And yeah. it was good. Yeah. So Rob, Rob and his, his band are very solid. Yeah. So we have three qualified individuals that are here to judge. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We have four Iron Maiden fans that are here in the studio. And uh, instead of having them... Uh, now, the song that they're going to sing on stage is... Uh, I, actually, I forgot what song it was, to tell you the truth. Case, Run to the Hills? Uh, no, no, no. no, no, no. Heaven no, Can Wait. Heaven oh, Can, can wait. wait. Okay. Uh, 
but uh, what what we've decided to do is let each one of these guys just sing a portion of their favorite Maiden song. I think that'll kind of level the playing field yeah. a little bit, and they'll be able to sing what they want to. And uh, what we'll do is we'll have them step up, just sing, you know, 10 seconds or so of it. Beardo. Nick, bring me over a uh, contestant. All right, right and uh, let's get this thing started. Big Dan is contestant number right, one. We have Big Dan. Welcome to the studio. Wearing his Motorhead shirt. Yeah, he was here at 5.30 this morning. Wow. I just Dan. Uh, came from work. You uh, came from work? my balls smell. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know that happens. Yeah. Kathy, yeah. Can, can you check? Earlier. Yeah. Can you check if his balls smell? <laughs> no. So I, I took a Greek shower before coming in. So I know. I mean, that's right. You had anal sex. Dan, where uh, <laughs> Yeah. Where do you work, by the way, Dan? <laughs> uh, I work at a supermarket. I made my way through college, and I'm graduating August. Well, good hey, have you ever done any uh, any singing in a band or anything like that? Actually, I have. I uh, do play bass as well. I okay. asked Marissa if they can spot Steve Harris a song. I would be more than willing to step in for him. Oh, yeah. All right, but I doubt that'll happen because I don't have the gallop. Well, here's here's your shot to sing with the band. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, Dan, you've got your headphones on. Are you going to be singing to a song that's playing in your headphones? Or? Yeah. Um, Hopefully. We're not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> no, but you said acoustically. Um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully I'll start out with Iron Maiden. Maybe I'll end up with Motorhead or something. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Whatever you want to sing. Do you know what song you're going to sing? Uh, I'll sing Hallowed Be Thy Name okay. uh, from the 1982 record Number of the Beast. Yeah. First okay. album with Bruce Dickinson. Yep. Yeah. Dan wasn't kidding. He stinks real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nick was standing right next to him. No, seriously, I'm not kidding. I literally came from work, slept in my car out in the parking lot, and here I am, you know stinky what? and sweaty. I May, hope that uh, was Maiden your would car. Be proud. Yeah. 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 I hope I, that was your car, because whoever it is is going to have to get it. You know? yeah. Fumigated. Yeah. Stay away from the expensive one that's out there. It's mine. <laughs> All right, yours. Dan, are you ready? Uh, yeah, what the hell? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Fire it up. Let's hear a little Maiden when you're ready. All right. With the priest comes to read me the last rites, I take a look at the balls of the last sight of the world that has gone very wrong for me. Can it be that it's some sort of error? How to stop the surmounted terror? That's the end, not the end, not some crazy dream. Thank you. Yeah! yeah. Motion into I like it. that. Fist right. in the air, ready to go. Hal, your yeah. opinion on Dan? I, I think uh, he sounds more like D. Snyder, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, tonally. Um, for my I, friends, I do actually uh, Brian Johnson pretty well from yeah. from ACDC. Yes. Yeah. And well, by the way, don't you, uh, in your DVD, don't you thank uh, D. Snyder for bringing the rock? I do, yeah. absolutely, to uh, to duets, because I got to sing with him. I, I called him, at, like, at a pinch. That's another story. Well, yeah. uh, this is this is all about <clears throat> this is all about Dan's moment right now. <laughs> um, uh, I like that he brought his own headphones yeah. uh, and his own iPod to sing along with, so okay. there's a company mount. All right. <laughs> I would, If I were you, I would have gone the extra step and brought the karaoke track and yeah. tried to arrange something, but I get it. it you were it sleeping works. in your car. It's all right. right. Matt yeah. O'Donnell, you? All right. Uh, Dan, uh, you know Bruce Dickinson uses his diaphragm. I mean, yes. he fills an arena, <laughs> and I didn't hear any diaphragm from you. Uh, tonation was okay, but, I mean... Bruce Dickinson is just an, such an excellent singer, and it's just it's hard to mimic him. Yep. Uh, I give you an A for effort, though. I mean, okay. Okay. he sold it. Hey, that's something, man. And Rockstar Rob, what do you think of Dan? Well, first off, I mean, the fact that you came here at 5 in the morning, mm-hmm. you know. Sorry, saying, I smell. I get it. I get it. Your ass off. It was definitely I get it. ballsy. All right. It was definitely ballsy. Um, okay. The smell he means. <laughs> <laughs> very, very he showed us his stomach, too. He was out there putting it out there. Okay. Right. okay. That's all. We're Ron not said he was for putting it. it out there. All right, let's cool. get our Belly. next contestant. Uh, Nick, will you? All right, contestant number two is Bob. Bob, right, something up. Over here. Nice and close, Bob. 
Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good. Where are you from, Bob? I'm uh, from Croydon, Pennsylvania. Uh, do you do any singing at all, Bob? Yeah, I sing for a band called Angry Vic. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you guys area, yeah. uh, in the metal uh, genre? Yeah, it's all 80s rock and metal. Oh, well, this yeah, is right up your alley. Ozzy, Maiden, Journey, perfect. all that are, stuff. Are you the singer, Bob? Yeah. All, all right. right. Here we go. Well, this Very is good. perfect. See, I wasn't sure what we were going to get because we were having just randomly callers be a, a part of this contest. And I did say, you know, please be able to sing if you can call, you know, if you call in. Usually people don't listen to that, but it looks yeah. like Bob also, uh, Bob also stunt doubles uh, Cameron Mannheim. Yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say Dave King from Fastway, <laughs> which is a good thing. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I at least like that. Dave right. King's awesome. I was thinking the guy from Sabotage. <laughs> Bob, what song are you going to sing? I guess Trooper. Okay. Trooper? Oh, oh good selection. I was playing a little bit of the Trooper earlier. I don't have any music, but it's just, yeah. Nah, just give us, uh, you know, just, uh, just a acapella, yeah? yeah Whenever um, you're ready. All right. All right. You take my love, but I'll take your soul. You find your musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you better stand, there's no turning back. The bugle sounds, the charge begins. But on this battlefield, no one wins. So when you're waiting for the... Oh, I messed it up already. No. No. That's okay, you went on. That was fine. Yeah. Good. Right, so I have my words back there. No, 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 no. I think no. I'm going to throw up. I, I think you, uh, you you projected well. That was uh, good, Bob. Did you want to finish that last line I'm, or no? I am so E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> there you yeah. go. All right, Hal, you want to weigh in on Bob? Obviously uh, a professional. Obviously a tonal quality is good. Uh, you switch keys midway, which I think is fine because you're singing a cappella. So yeah. you went from, uh, you're down-tuned half a step yeah. when you normally play with your band. Yeah. And then you went into the actual Bruce Dickinson key, which was half a step up. It's interesting. I get it. I totally am with you. Uh, obviously, uh, when you hear the note, I'm sure you can hit it. So I'm not worried about that at all. I think it was a quality effort. Yep, yeah, cool. Matt O'Donnell? Uh, you definitely had the melodicism there. I mean, you really... Uh you had a good run there, um, and peace of mind. I think that's one of my favorite uh, yeah. Iron Maiden albums. So good selection too. All right, All right. and then Rockstar Rob. Uh, you were a little nervous being in here singing. I'm extremely I think. nervous right now. Yeah. Well, he's performing for you seven times. <laughs> Once on myself, well, I think. I, I think if you get this, you'll be a thousand times even more nervous to be singing with Bruce. Oh, can you imagine? That's yeah. Right. So um, I'll puke before I go on stage it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> start drinking heavily if you. Can. <laughs> That's, right. All right, That's the problem. I need booze. Let's hear it for Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Bob. Good job. Uh, grab some beer. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We'll, we'll set you we guys got a Bud Light Lime coming for you. All right. Cool. And uh, let's get our third contestant. we got two more to go. Jay, step on up to the microphone. All right, Jay, come on over here. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. Jay looks more like average Joe as, yeah. as opposed to the other guys that have, he's, you know, the long hair, the rocker kind of look about him, the motorhead shirt and all that stuff. He's, I, he, I, I didn't know you were going to say that. You were, yeah. <laughs> you look like you showed up for the Jimmy Buffett contest. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, too. Uh, yeah, is yeah, this he, the he bus looks, to Margaritaville? I, uh, who's that, man? <laughs> hey, Jay, Jay, have you been an Iron Maiden fan all your life? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid. I okay. grew up with it, you know, I right. loved it, and now I'm grown up and I'm old. Um, right. well, I'm still well, a fan now. Do you, do you do any singing, or is it just yes? Some, okay, I, I'm a songwriter. All right, wow. I'm a singer and songwriter. Everybody's got experience. Hey, I like that. He's I'll actually the first singer from Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jay, what are you going to sing? I'm going to sing the chorus to Heaven Can Wait. Okay. Right. Heaven Can Wait. All right. Well, that's the song that you'll get to yes. sing on stage if you're a <laughs> fellow. If you win it. All right. All right. Give it to us, Jay. Okay. Here we go. Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait. Have a can wait till another day. Have a can wait. Have a can wait. Have a can wait. Have a can wait till another day. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, 
with his version of the song, Hal Sparks. It's a, you know, it's definitely the morning. So it's hard to hit those. Uh, I, I appreciate you going for the song you're actually going to go do on the day. Uh, but it raises also the stakes. So, you yes. know, and, and uh, that's actually, uh, I would have rather heard a verse so I could hear some variation in that because Heaven Can Wait, the chorus is the repetition wait. of yeah, that yeah. line, right? Yeah. So, so uh, understood though, but A for effort, absolutely. Right. Matt O'Donnell? Uh, that song is a bit too easy listening for me when it comes to Maiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was one of their pop songs. Yeah, that, that, you consider that um, hit the, from the Yanni selection. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You missed you miss a few notes in there, but I think again anyone that's coming in here and singing in front of you know yeah. all your listeners, you know, you absolutely really a lot of credit. And I like the fact that you look normal like me. And right. Just to to that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, he's a dead ringer for you, Matt. Right. <laughs> he looks like Glenn Fry even from yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, just, yeah, do Star. some Eagles. I totally I, I think thought... you can pull off some Eagles. I know that. Yeah, just because I look like. Yeah, right. Yeah. You have to be able to. Rockstar Rob, what do you uh, I thought we had a vinyl record on because all I heard was cracks and pops. Oh. Oh. No, he's right, man. It's early. Rockstar <laughs> Rob is our Simon. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Let's Thanks, get our Simon. final contestant, Nick, for the Sing with Iron Maiden on stage. The guy with the Iron Maiden shirt on. Yeah, Frank. He's that All guy. Right. All right, Frank. How you, how you doing, man? How you doing, man? Doing great. Where are you from? Manny Young. And do you sing at all? No, I play drums. You play drums? Yay. Yay. Very good. Matt and I, you're, we're all brethren. So. Brothers. All drummers are... Want to be singers? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, what uh, what maiden song you want to pop uh, I'm out for? I'm going to do uh, Revelations from Peace of Mind. Hey. Okay. All right. When you are ready, uh, give it to us, Frank. Setting up his iPod. He's got his iPod too. Good move. Good Didn't idea. even think of that. Going with earbuds. <clears throat> Interesting. Just a babe in a black abyss. No reason for a place like this. The walls are cold and the souls cry out in pain. An easy way for the blind to go, a clever path for the fools who know the secret of the hangman, the smile on his lips, the light of the blind, you'll see, the venom tears my spine, the eyes of the Nile are opening, you'll see. Still nodding his head. <laughs> bobbing, getting bobbing, into it. bobbing. She came to me with the serpent's kiss as the eye of the sun rose on her lips. Moonlight catches silver tears. I cry. All right. Yeah. I'm going to stop yeah. it right there. Yeah. He's still going. He doesn't he can't hear us. Still got his earbuds in. He has no idea. He got his earbuds in. He can't tell. Still singing. Someone, someone hit him. Somebody waved his hand. He was lost, <laughs> yeah. lost in the world of Maiden. Right. And had but no Nick, Nick rather yes. punched him, so it's done. Yeah. Right. And uh, Frank's friend Meatface covered his face the entire performance. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Hal Sparks, what do you think of Frank? Uh, I, you know, uh, not being privy to the tone of the song you were singing, it was hard to tell if you were in key, but I'm assuming so because uh, you kept hitting the same notes over and over again, which is a good thing. <laughs> That's actually a plus, you know what I mean, when it varies. Uh uh, again, everybody tends to check it out on the high notes and kind of pull back. And when you're listening to other music in the background, it's easy to go into car mode where you're yeah, singing yeah, yeah. in the car and you're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh, might want to try acapella next time if, if there was a phase two of this. But uh, otherwise, very strong. All very right. Strong. Matt O'Donnell. Right. Nice. nice vibrato. You had the melody going. You, uh, you missed some, but you know, I guess everyone kind of did this morning. Uh, you had that uh, that scratchiness that I kind of liked with Paul Diano in the first two albums where he, he just kind of had that punk feel to it, you know? It mm-hmm. wasn't that, you know, full-on metal stuff. Uh, you did get worn out in the end, but again, you know, you're, you're We let him go it. on for 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, give him a hook. Right. Uh, I, that that kind of stuff is just so hard to sing. So I, I, I like it. And you're a drummer, too. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. bros, man. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. rock star Rob, what do you think? Well, um, I had visions of, like, the cartoons where the giant hook comes out. Oh, oh. oh. wrong. Coming from a guy in a velvet jacket. <laughs> hey, it takes a lot of effort to wear this at this time of the morning. Apparently it takes the same amount of effort to wash it. <laughs> All right. You well, do realize people can write things on it by rubbing their finger backwards. <laughs> right? You should know that. I got an email from Sonny a moment ago that said, what the hell is Matt O'Donnell doing there? What does he know about metal? Matt knows more about metal than most people I've He's met. out of his mind. He's a big Tool fan, too. Oh, yeah? They're my favorite band. You know, Iron Maiden was my second favorite band. Oh, I didn't Van know Halen was, It was Van Halen, then I got into Iron Maiden. You know, I, I was total Iron yeah. Maiden. Yeah. And he also loves all the... the <laughs> have, you like, have you listened to Pussifer or Sturgeon at all? I don't really like it's the Pussifer stuff. It's just... It, yeah. I know it's really left field stuff. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of like, like the Mike Patton tool. type stuff that yeah. he does. Yeah, and you know, I you love know? Mike Patton, yeah. too, but I just... See, he knows his stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. And he wears a tie to work. And he wears, <laughs> and he wears yeah. makeup. Yeah. And makeup. Pretty awesome. Yeah. But when he goes out, button. instead of taking a lunch break, Matt will go out into the parking lot and kill a goat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's how I, that's what I drink. Not yeah. kill. What's the word? Not Small kill. Sacrifice. No. <laughs> well, our, our first two judges really know a lot about music, too. Every time that they judge one of the contestants, they're talking about tone and, and, and terms that I don't know anything about. And then you get to Rockstar Rob, and he's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's Which is gotta awesome. Be mean. Yeah. He's our sign. Absolutely. Except uh, I guess Matt better hair. And, uh, yeah, I'm Paula. Except I'm not drunk right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, or on pills or both, actually. Or, yeah. Hello? Legs way, up, feet in the air. This is a little bit of, uh, of, Hal's, of Hal's band, Zero One, and uh, this song is uh, Mad Season. I'll play just a little bit of it for you. So, And you're playing guitar and singing on this, yeah, Hal, right? Yeah, right. three-piece. Here we go. I can tell Zach Wilde is in it. Uh, yeah. You, we were talking about him off air. You do that squeal. That, oh, the, the pings. Which, yeah. uh, you know, Jakey e. Lee, yeah. Randy Rhodes himself. I mean, uh, all the early Dio stuff. Yeah. And the Dio stuff, they're always buried underneath the keyboards. But if you listen to, you know, like Rainbow in the Dark, oh, or yeah. it, that, that big, that's all, that squall is yeah, in there. Yeah. But yeah. they just cover it with a big <laughs> kind of keyboard noise from, like the guy from when Europe. Europe. Like, <laughs> uh, do you mind if I set up my keyboard in here for like <laughs> Just so I can practice. Uh, I can't. I can't practice in the studio because uh, his eye, his teeth are so shiny. A lead singer's teeth are so shiny. Joey it Tempest. blinds me. Joey Tempest. Joey Tempest. And yet, if you go see Dio, you don't even see the keyboardist. He's off yeah, stage. It's way, yeah, it's just like Ozzy. Ozzy has a keyboard player, but he's in the parking lot, you know, <laughs> playing samples and stuff. Yeah. You know who else I hear in this house? Like, all seriousness, a little prong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Here's Tommy Victor's at the guitarist. Yeah. Here's Hal Singer. You're good, dude. 
what? What, uh, what is the name of the disc that this is on? Just zero one. I believe in self-titling your yeah. first record only. Yeah. I, <laughs> nothing makes me crazier than a band whose fourth album is, you know, is entitled, you know, like whatever their band is. You know, we're Red Satter, so we're, uh, you know, that's our fourth. Like, dude, I know who you are by now. Can we get creative? You're annoying me. I just, <laughs> I just the label's idea. Hal, the new Weezer album. And that's What's called it called? Weezer. Weezer. That's yeah. so annoying. That's <laughs> a red album. Doesn't mean the content's bad. No. It's just a dumb marketing scheme to, let's reinvent the band. Let's hit restart. <laughs> that's like every Peter the Gabriel first... album was called Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Right. The, the You know, the first Winger record, which everybody thinks is called Winger, was originally called Sahara. <laughs> if, you look at, if you look in the bottom corner of that weird design that's on the front, in front it says Sahara, but everybody just glossed over that right. and blew it off. But uh, uh, Chuck D'Amico, our assistant program director, he was he really liked your album and was listening to it all morning and afternoon right long. Right on. And pulled me in to listen to a couple of tracks. So Thanks. Yeah, that's a good so, sign, especially for an actor band, as yeah. it were. You know? Usually yeah. people do that to giggle. Yeah. Uh, so, but this, yeah, I'm, the nice thing is, you know, we're a three-piece. I play guitar and sing. There's no BS. It's me or it's not. You know, like, when you watch the band, it's not like like when you go see, you know, Jim Belushi's blues band where there's, like, 70 guys on stage. And you're right. just like, at what point are you involved in this band at all? I, uh, you know? So I, I figure if it's just me, you can judge me at least on that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Are you right. on iTunes? Yeah, we're on iTunes. Yeah. Zero one. The word zero Let's and the number one. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're going to play a little bit of Rockstar Rob's band. Nice. Death Star Overdrive. The finger my trigger, by the way. Nice. And that's you, Rob, singing? That's me singing. So now karma can come back and people can be mean. <laughs> right, right. No, wait, well, the, we said you sound vaguely good. like him. You don't look like him. You know, like <laughs> we're, we're not like sending someone to the hospital to get a sandwich for you. And this is <laughs> I, uh, now Matt O'Donnell plays drums, and this is a clip of him. Apparently, Casey sent me. Because he missed the impressionist in the art gallery this weekend. Renoir! <laughs> Hal picked up it was animal, right? Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite animal quote ever. If you notice that, in the, in, like, they're like, he, he missed the impressionist uh, exhibit at the art gallery this weekend, and you hear animal in the background go, Renoir! <laughs> Which is such a brilliant hidden joke. So good. I love that. All right, well, we need to know, gentlemen, of our four contestants, who are you going to choose? We had Jay, we had Dan, we had uh, Bob and Frank, who are contestants. Right. They've uh, all won tickets to the con uh, concert, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's no awesome. So they're all winners. Okay? <laughs> they're no now losers. I'm the Paula. So uh, can I have a drum roll, please, yes. as we figure out who our winner Who's going to make this announcement? Hal, are you going to do it? Yeah, no. why don't you do it, Hal? I'll, I'll just tell you, it was unanimous. I mean, we didn't even disagree. And yeah. I think we all knew right We had one we little bit of variance on one of the other contestants because there was definitely, were, you know, honorable mention. But yeah. uh, we yeah. went with Frank. Hey! 
for his uh, for his total commitment yes. and his refusal to stop, which is largely the most metal thing about any performance this morning. I was morning. Doing my own show. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a rock star. Dan really had crazy. you know so rock star ball smell. I mean, that's not <laughs> that's more a punk show and totally worth it. Uh, Bob, God bless you and your Dave King look. I'm a big fan of flogging Molly and Fastway, but uh, a little too nervous for that. Jay, uh, you know, heaven, saying heaven can wait, and we decided we could wait as well. <laughs> but awesome. <laughs> and, uh, but, but Frank uh, just went for it, you know. We hope that he will actually take over the show. Yeah. Like Bruce will have to whack him with his totally microphone like, to tell him to be quiet. Yeah. yeah. I'm bringing the hook out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the hook out. Well, but he's a drummer, so he's probably going to try and get behind Nico's kit. Yeah. Nico McBrain. Absolutely. Now, now Frank, you uh, you are going to be on stage awesome. singing with Iron Maiden, man. How about that? A dream come true. A dream awesome. come true? Great. Yep. Well, well, yeah, learn some mic control. Step closer to the mic now. <laughs> this is a good time to practice. All, all of a sudden, he's mellow now before yeah. he couldn't yeah. shut him up. Well, the humility is set in. And uh, we'll, we'll take care of all the particulars and set it up for him. Give him some love, gang. Yeah. Taking on stage with Iron Maiden. Want to thank our judges, of course, Rockstar Rob and his band, yep. uh, yeah. uh, Overstar Death Drive, or, I'm Death sorry, Star Overdrive. Star Overdrive. Over you, under baby be done. <laughs> <laughs> where are you guys going to be playing next, Rob? Uh, we're working on new material. Thank you very Rob. No, you, you don't know at this point? Uh, no, we're working on new material, and like I said, then the middle of August, um, we're going to put uh, a master show together. You mean because- golfers? Yeah. <laughs> no. Because I don't want, I don't, I want it to basically uh, tomorrow, that next morning we'll still be playing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, nice. thank you very well, much. You say, have you, have you thought about adding Frank to the band then? <laughs> he's good, man. He'll never get He'll any keep time going. Yeah. Right. He'll just keep singing. And, uh, of course, thank you to 6ABC's Matt O'Donnell. Thanks for having me. Wait Great time. Wait to, Great to hear Maiden tunes. Way too. to infiltrate the system from the yeah. inside. They don't know I'm gone, by the way. They're like, oh, I, I must have went out for lunch or something. Are you a big Opeth fan? Do you like Yeah, Opeth? I love Opeth. Dude, really they're the funniest they, They're not serious. Ever. You guys better go out to lunch or something, <laughs> man. They, like, I just yeah. saw the Progressive Nation tour, and, uh, you know, it's uh, Dream Theater anchors that show, but it's uh, Between the Buried and Me, Three, yeah, and, and Opeth. And Opeth. Opeth is a band that yeah. they never got any press, and you know that they, they, from but the, the place first is album, full of people wearing Opeth yeah, shirts. From the first album, they they're all virtuosos. Well, it's, like it's funny to see them getting attention. Are right. you talking about like a like a green jello they're, type of funny? The Swedish band, and they come up there and they'll go up there and they go uh, in between songs after going. <laughs> that's what they sound. And that's what he sings like. And yet, in the middle of it, he's very soft spoken. Here we go. Yeah. This uh, this next song we were at last night. We were at uh, uh, Rainbow Bar. And grill, and we met uh, Matt Sorum, and we met uh, the uh, the lead singer of Britney Fox, and we met uh, the, and we learned from them that if you are butt ugly, what you need is slow song so you can get chicks. So <laughs> this is our slow song, and then they go, "Gunk, this it's really catchy. I mean, it's, it's really awesome. catchy stuff. It's really good, actually. It's okay. a, they're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm kidding around, but it's Opeth is awesome. They're the real deal. They really O-Pec? are. Yeah. Opeth. O-P-E-T-H. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's like a reference, even though we are Swedish, it's a reference to the, um, uh, some sort of, I don't know, pharaoh thing. <laughs> some sort of hieroglyphic or something. Right. Something that's uh, very death metal. <laughs> now it all, it all comes together. Yeah, totally. In a look at Hal's face when he does it. I go into character. It's true. You can't not... You can't not. You have to kind of numb your upper brow and try kind of half be asleep in between these big metal songs and just roll hard, hard. You know, it's, it's kind of take a nap.
All right. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you. And Hal Sparks, and we still have a link to his personal websites up on PricelessSteve.com. Oh, Dude, thanks for coming in. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's great. It worked out terrific. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. All right, let's hear it for Hal Sparks. Yay! We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinandWin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You guys are really excited about this interview. Yeah. 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 We've been talking about this for a while. He is one of these, uh, these uh, very smart men who, who talks about a, a subject that we are fascinated with, space and space exploration and things of that nature, but he does it in a way that's very approachable. I'll bet you didn't know this, though, that People Magazine in 2000 voted him the sexiest astrophysicist. Oh, 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 yeah. They oh, yeah. did. Uh, let's welcome him. He is the host of, uh, where's, where, oh, we need appropriate music. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Here we go. Do we have that? There, there you go. You go. Uh, he is the host of uh, Nova Science Now, and we welcome him. It is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. To the show. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for the music and production and everything. We're not screwing around here. We want to make you feel uh, warm and comfortable. And Uh, about that People Magazine thing, just consider the category, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) How many are there? Yeah, I guess you're right. Big headed about it. (laughs) I guess it was was you and Stephen Stephen Hawking. Hawking, So you won that one yeah, right? by default, Doctor. Yeah. I got to say, you're you're a, a tough guy to get a hold of. Uh, myself and uh, our uh, associate producer Nick have, have been trying to get you on uh, for you know, months, months, if yeah. not years, if not yeah, for, at least for corner of the universe, but just apparently not the right one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, we, we've contacted your university and and all sorts of stuff, and it it wasn't until uh, you you were pushing something uh, that we were actually able to get you on. <laughs> Listen, Doctor Neil, I've. <laughs> I have to tell you that when it, when I watch programs like yours, I really, I feel like that scene in Animal House where they're smoking pot and they're saying, you know, that on your fingernail, that there could be a whole little universe. And, you know, I, I, some of this stuff is so enormous. It just, it blows my mind. Do, do you have to, as a scientist, um, how do you look beyond that enormity? I mean, it's got to be difficult to sometimes focus oh, so in. There's nothing beyond the enormity. The enormity defines the scale of how everything else gets measured. So that's how that's how that plays out. There, there, it's funny because some people, like my my younger brother, used to freak out when I would say, you know, Tom, the universe goes on forever. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I find that to be awe-inspiring. Other people find it uh, horrifying. Yeah, our brains are not really wired for things like infinity and forever and eternity. And, right. Uh, yeah, we're not really wired for that. Speaking of that, uh, we had been to the uh, an exhibit, actually it was a Star Wars exhibit at the, at the Franklin, and they, had, they were showing uh, photographs of what they said was light, sort of this bluish light. I guess that the Hubble had, had taken photographs 
of of re- remaining energy from the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. Is is that in fact what what we were seeing, or I didn't know if it was an artist representation, or if that was indeed a Hubble photograph? Well, there are images we have of the remnant of the Big Bang, but that would not have been taken by Hubble because okay. that's in a band of light that Hubble doesn't see. Hubble sees regular light like what we see, okay, visible light. But the remnants of the Big Bang come to us in microwaves. Okay, so nothing to do with your oven, but yeah, yeah, yeah. microwaves in your oven, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are things in the universe that only talk to us via microwaves, such as the beginning of the universe. Does does that, with all that you've seen and all that you've embraced intellectually, does does stuff like that still blow your mind? Yes, completely. Yeah, yes. Even other things that just put large numbers in perspective, like, for example, in your lower colon, one centimeter of your lower colon contains. More bacteria living and working there. You know me. <laughs> who have ever lived in the history of the world? Wow, that's so, amazing. So, as an astrophysicist, you get to think about large numbers and how they relate back to you, and put you put you in context when the, the, your, your situational awareness within nature and the cosmos itself. The news that just came out about uh, ice being uh, uh, water being found on Mars. How, yeah. how does that impact the scientific community? Well, that's great. In fact, one of the segments of Nova Science Now, I went to the headquarters of Phoenix, right? when it was making its first dig. It's got a little digger. It looks like a kind of a backhoe, which is only the size of your fist, though. Right. And the, there'd be no water on the Martian surface today. We think there was once water long ago, but where's the water now? We, this went below the surface. Well, how do you confirm that? you got to dig. Right. And so this lander, the Phoenix lander, which landed right where the polar ice caps are receding as the Martian summer begins. As most people don't know, Mars <laughs> rotates once every 24 hours. It has a tipped axis. And so it goes through seasons. It has polar ice caps. It's similar to Earth, then, in, 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 the, in the way it revolves. Yeah, except right? that it's 200 degrees below zero. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, except cold. for that part. <laughs> hey, um, your brain is pretty full. Um, did, how do you, did you know that? Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's like you, you eat at a scientific smorgasbord every single day, and uh, you just don't, like, like, how do you make room to learn new things? Oh, well, that's, a, that's an excellent question. And what the great thing about science, especially the physical sciences, is that, uh, take particle physics, for example. You know, there's like, who, who's keeping count to how many particles there are that we've discovered? What matters is not how many particles there are, but how many laws of physics describe them, mm-hmm. which is only very few. See, so you learn the fundamentals of the operations of the universe, and everything else is simply an ornament on that tree. It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm getting chills just hearing you re, uh, recite that dramatically. Uh, I know one of the things coming up on the show is going to be uh, 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 t- the topic of black matter. Or dark matter. Well, dark matter, matter. yeah. yeah. What, to describe what that is for, for people who don't know what it is, and, and, and what, what do you, uh, what do you uh, well, expose the show? people who don't show? know what it is includes every single professional who's trying to find out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, in, what in theory is it? Okay. No, we, we have no freaking idea. <laughs> scientifically speaking. <laughs> now, don't use those scientific terms on us. Uh, it, it's, it's 80%, it's 85% of all the gravity in the universe is traceable to a source that is unknown to us. Okay? We're made of electrons, protons, neutrons, so are black holes and gas clouds and stars and galaxies. That's one-sixth of the gravity of the universe. The other five-sixths comes from someplace we don't know, and so we call it dark matter. We don't even know it's matter. It's really dark gravity. And so there are particle physicists who think it may be a newly undiscovered particle. So, so a predominant 
at least the the major bulk of what comprises our universe is something we have no idea what it is. And, and by the way, the major bulk is not even the dark matter. It's something else called dark energy, which we measure to be there, but we're also equally as clueless about that. So if you add up, if you tally how much of the universe we actually understand, it's 4%. Jesus. Wow. So we're just kind of dumb, stupid about it. But that's, people say, well, do you have a problem with that? I say, no, I love it. So, so we know, of all that is knowable, we know about 4%. Of all the forces and pressures that that are influencing the universe, we only know 4% of all of those forces. Wow. When you watch movies like Contact or, or read Carl Sagan or, or watch, um, you know, Star Wars, do you watch those movies um, with the perspective that some of these things might be achievable by man at some point? Uh, not when I saw, for example, Armageddon. No. Right, okay. <laughs> With Bruce Willis, the, the one no, who no. was saving the world. Yeah. You have to be selective. And some movies are, are great about that. Contact really got a lot of the science right, nearly all of its science right. Um, Deep Impact, one of the other Asteroid Impact movies, they got their science right. So um, what I'm intrigued about is not so much what they do with the science, but the intersection of the science with culture. In Deep Impact, an asteroid's coming to Earth. What does a government do? Right. Do you stockpile food? Do you put, stick everybody underground? Right. And so these, these for me, are the more interesting explorations. Yeah, and in contact, the, the religious application to that was real interesting. Wasn't that interesting? Yeah. That's right, and all the cults that rose up around the, mm -hmm. the alien intelligence. I mean, mm -hmm. it's remarkable. And that's where, for me, that's the fun part. Uh, 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 the, there's just there's so many questions. I know. Make I know. us smarter. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, we were talking about black holes a couple of years ago. Avoid and I, them, first of all. Uh, avoid yeah. them, but uh, I, I think uh, I was... Uh, I. I was trying to say that like a black hole is the sort of like the yin to the sun's yang. Uh, if you it, it, does that make any sense to you? So no, like, it would be the yin to the yang of what we call a white hole. Oh, now what what is it? What is a white hole? Well, it was theorized in the 1970s as the mathematical opposite of a black hole, which okay. is legit. You, you, equations can have more than one solution. So well, 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 a black hole. Absorbs everything. And compacts things. A white hole would expand. Well, would only spew things out. And so that led to the idea maybe they're connected by a wormhole and that one, they're, they're two sides of the same coin, the yin and the yang. So is, is the this potential for wormholes, and as science fiction has, has now used it quite liberally, uh, is is there is, theoretically a potential for huge space travel through wormholes? Well, theoretically, but the current way we understand how to make a wormhole requires as much energy as what you'd find in all the stars radiating in an entire galaxy. Okay, so that ain't going to happen. And we're still pulling fossil fuels out of the Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you're, you're seeing a couple months yet for that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> So I just say, you know, hold off on your hopes for that one for a while. What we really need is like a warp drive, like what they have in Star Trek. That allows them to cross the galaxy during a TV commercial. thousand <laughs> <laughs> years. Is, well, they, for years they said that the, the, the travel at the speed of light would, is something that would never be achieved. Yet I, I've heard a few things recently that seem to indicate that, that it, it is a potential. No, here's the problem. Even if you could travel the speed of light, it would still take you 100,000 years to cross the galaxy. Yeah. The, the speed of light is not even good enough if you want to actually explore the rest of the universe outside of our local group of stars. The rule is, whatever is your expedition, you want it to be finished before you die. Yes, yeah. it really helps. Yeah. <laughs> a manned mission to Mars. Um, it's, 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 it's in our future if the, if the nation has the will to do it. We've got the, the spacecraft getting built right now uh, that'll get us out of low Earth orbit. We haven't left low Earth orbit since 1972. Yeah. So we've been kind of landlocked here. And now we have a new vision statement on the moon, Mars, and beyond. And I think we need that to stimulate the 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 uh, the science.
scientific creativity that we want to make sure kids have growing up so that we're not left behind by the rest of the world. With the, the uh, growth of economies will flow out of our investments and innovations in science and technology. A lot of that stuff that came out of the original space exploration translated into devices and things that we all benefit from today, correct? And that, unfortunately, that we all take for granted today. Right. That's right. Yeah, and, and they with a with a uh, prolonged uh, manned mission into uh, into space and uh, Mars and whatnot. Have they figured out the, the issues with uh, with radiation on no, uh, that's astronauts? A, that's a, you, you're well read there. That's a good. Pro- that's a problem that the radiation from the sun that's not really good for your DNA. You right, know? right. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Wow. You know, the, the trips to the moon it were a couple of days. You could do that between solar outbursts, but a trip to Mars is a multi-year mission. Yeah. And the sun over that period of time burps up high energy uh, particles that can be very damaging to human health. I, I don't mean to bombard you with questions, but uh, con- uh, concerning... Yes, concer- yeah. I, just, I had you on the phone, Damon. I'm going I'm to wring you dry like a sponge. Uh, I've heard theoretically that you could go to, sort of to the uh, hang just off a black hole where it's my understanding that time starts to slow down. Yes. You could theoretically go there. Uh, and then you, you would not age as uh, you know as quickly as everyone back at Earth, and, and potentially come back to meet your own grandchildren. Is yes, that? you could, okay. or your great 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 grandchildren, depending mm-hmm. how long you want to hang out at the edge of the black hole. Really? Oh, yep. Yeah, isn't that free? Yeah, yeah, speed, speed of light travel? It's, it's wow. because the black hole the black hole is its force is so powerful. It, it actually it, it it slows down it, time. It not only warps space; it also warps time, yep. and so time slows down. Now you think time is ticking just normally for you when you look out to the rest of the universe including back at Earth, everything seems to be going in slow motion. So you can watch whole generations of your descendants, um, you know, uh, grow up in age, and you can come back and check out. Now, people would have long forgotten about you. Right, right. It's an experiment that's not, you know, who wants to do it, really? Could there really be a tiny universe in an <laughs> atom in my fingernail? Not likely, because oh, the, we, we, we know what's in your fingernail. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just right. checking. Uh, listen, we've wanted, we, unfortunately, you're on a tour now, so you got yeah, to uh, go. Right. But we've got to do this again. Yeah, yes. we do. I'm going to call you. I'm going to talk to you like your assistant over there at the university, and uh, we got to get you on again soon. Here's what you do. In January, i got a book coming out on Pluto, which shows the hate mail I got from kids when they learned that we had to <laughs> right. right. Well, we'll you come g- back for that. you got to come in for that. We we love the show. The show is just phenomenal. Yeah. It, it does it completely right and puts it into layman's terms yeah, for idiots. The frontiers of science. We try to make science feel like it's just a natural thing, not the yeah. medicine that you have to, you're forced to take. All right. Well, he's the host of Nova Science Now, and we'll get him back on. We promise. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thanks for coming on, Neil. We Great appreciate it. All right. Take care. There you go. Yeah. 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 An incredibly smart man. That stuff. Well, most of all, knows how to explain it properly. Yeah. That's the tough part. And there was, like, no time between question and answers. No. Like, he oh. didn't even have to think about it. He was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Unbelievable. And, Casey, yeah. he, you made a young yeah. man very proud. He said you had a very good question. Dude, I I, I did a couple fist bumps. I know you did. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. That slow remember. child asked a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that involves the flux capacitor. Flux capacitor. Flux canaciter. All right, we're going to take a break. We shall come back in just a moment. We got a much to do before we get out of here, so stay right there. Hey, Philly, come socialize with us. Follow 933 WMMR on Twitter and Instagram, or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind the scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. I'm intrigued by this because. 
Oh, my bad. Oh. What the hell are you doing? My, my vagina is. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. The vagina is cold is what it sounded Our like. Our vagina is cold. <laughs> Whose uh, vagina is it? Who it belong to? Uh, Some men, they have so much heat and intensity in their penis. Speaking of the vagina there for a moment. That is cold. I'm, I'm quite uh, intrigued. Casey had uh, just mentioned something to me quickly that he I think you saw a TV commercial for? Yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of threw me for a loop uh, because it was this commercial where these two ladies are out having a good time together. <laughs> it always oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me guess. Uh, Feminine hygiene. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because girls never have a better time when they're having their Please. period. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. so they're, they're out having a good time together Bye-bye. and, and uh, they're, they're out trying clothes on and, and the one chick throws a boa around the other girl's uh, oh. neck and, and they're like, oh my, oh my God. And then she gets this little look like, oh my God. Plastic. Oops, I was laughing. Just peed a little. Wait a minute. You know? What? She said that? No, but like that's kind of like the, that's the, look. the look that she gave. Like, Press, you know that look. First of all. Sure. Oops. If I ever I were an actor, the one thing I would never ever do is I wouldn't be the guy who craps himself in a TV commercial. But I'd so, love that. Yeah, no, be easy. But this lady, so she, so she pees a little bit, and then it turns out the uh, commercial is for this product. Um, it's like a pad, you know, like a you know, like a maxi pad. However, they use the term uh, not just a period pad. Not so, just a period pad? Yeah. Is that so, a tongue twister? So, uh, yeah. So, so you use it in case you're laughing hard and pee a little? So essentially, yeah. I don't make it to the bathroom in time. I, so that's, that's what I want to ask. Like, do girls have a problem sometimes where they might just kind of like so, let a little well, squirt out? Casey, in the, in the actual commercial, the, the impression you got is that what this woman was indicating is that they were having such a good time that she peed a little? Yeah, she laughed so hard like, oops, just peed a little. And then they showed uh, the, uh, you know, side-by-side comparison of a regular period pad. And a not just period pad. Was it because maybe I'm thinking for older women? No, these yeah, women the were not were not old from what you got. No, right? no, my forties maybe max. You know, and they had a decent like thickness consistency to it. Yeah, and that was the other thing because you know they, they they pour the the blue liquid on there. Who it wasn't like blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was you know a Smurf. They poured out the blue water on it. You know, not just like a little tinkle. Well, that's weird because pads themselves are disgusting and gross and extremely uncomfortable. Well, you to should wear. be a spokeswoman. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they are, but I mean, so somebody who would just wear it in case they peed a little is that's gross. Uh, let me that's tell you something. Odd as well. I get a number of emails, and we we get them. I'm sure you do as well, Preston. From from uh, people who who pee a little when they're laughing at the show. Sure. And, and the predominant amount of those emails. I've done it. Come from women. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I think the women pee their panties easier than men do. Yeah, that that might actually be the case. I have full-on <laughs> peed my pants. Like, like full-on relieve yourself? Because she's very lazy and she says, that bathroom is pretty far. <laughs> you mind if I open the floodgates? The levee's just broken my pants. <laughs> it's Katrina all over again. No, Steve, I've laughed so hard. My panties are up on my ass flagging a helicopter. <laughs> no, I, I laughed. So hard once that I, a little bit came out, and then a little more, and then I just couldn't, I couldn't stop it. And I was like, "Forget it, I'm gonna have to get change anyway." And oh I just, le- it just came out. I mean, How really? Uh, it was. You took a full whiz in your pants. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, it was, uh, it was a while ago. I was probably in high school, but okay. my cousin and I were trying to sneak out, you know, and go out for the night or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> probably around that time. Right. Oh, keep up 
All right. Well, the only time I've ever peed myself while awake was uh, I was real. I was young. I, I mean, I must have been like eight or nine. But me and my brother, my older brother, we decided. You know how the chipmunks. Were you wearing a pad? No, no, no. But we didn't. We wanted to do this thing. Remember in the chipmunks when they wanted to look like an adult, they would all get on each other's shoulders and put a trench coat <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Right. Well, me and my older brother did that, and I got on his shoulders, and he turned around, and we looked. Put on a fake mustache. No, but no. he turned around, and we looked in the mirror, and I thought it was so funny looking. Why I'm beautiful? I just started laughing, and then I started peeing on the back of his head. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, like, and That's I couldn't awesome. stop. And, <laughs> and then we fell over like a Christmas tree, and I just finished. Uh, I just finished yeah, all see, over like, him. if it just starts a little yeah. bit, you just, you just have to go. You just go. I'll tell you where I came extremely close, and it would have been horrible, but Casey and I, we were, uh, we were in a live broadcast. I forget where it was, but I was going to Casey's hotel room, and we were going to drive together, and wow. there was something on the news, and, and the oh, anchor wow. said Wait, oh. they were laughing and crying at the same time. Well, yeah. Casey just busted out into laughing, then crying, laughing, then crying, laughing, then crying, and uh, kept doing it. And I, I almost, it would have been very, very bad, but I did, I think I peed a little bit that morning, too. Hang on. I want to go to these calls, because we're getting people who are concurring with some of this. Let me go to uh, Amber. Hi, Amber. Good morning. Good morning. You guys are on. Thank you. What's up, Amber? Um, when I was pregnant with my son, I used to wear them. They're called poise. Poise pad? Yeah. Yes. I like poise. Well, I could see maybe for pregnant women. I mean, I don't know, but but uh, I think some different stuff happens down there. Poise. <laughs> like poise. Wait, hold on. What, Amber? It's like it depends diapers, but it's just a pad, and it's not it's not made to hold a full bladder. But you know, when right. you sneeze and you're pregnant, you really don't have the control. You know what the, the impression I'm getting? I, I would expect a woman who's pregnant who has all that extra yeah, pressure right, right. to would, not be able to hold her pee. Yeah. Would you market it towards pregnant women? Right. Casey's saying these are just... Uh, just regular women. Do you know how women go around and they like to put boas around each other and dance yeah. around and whatever and just oh, like to pee? You know, you go, you're you peeing, buddy. <laughs> hey, you want to go out and go shopping? We'll piss together. It'll be great. <laughs> so it seems like that's that they're not targeting uh, no. pregnant women in the ad, right? No, no, no. These ladies weren't pregnant. They were just out having a good yeah. time. But you know, we, yeah. I mean, I, I could probably go through my emails right now and get at least, you know, 10 or, or 12 from, from at least uh, most of them women who are driving, and, and I, I peed myself a little. A little but pee that's like, but, but don't you think that's a, that's odd? Like, okay, you laughed so hard, you peed yourself. Not like you're out hanging out, going shopping, me and Marissa are going out, and we're going to wear well, pads No, no, together. no. Like, what he was saying, though, is that they were having such a good time in yeah. the commercial and being so fun and carefree and that giggling they like, that oh, they peed okay. themselves. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Those pads are so bulky and uncomfortable. You can never wear one every day. It would be repulsive. Uh, it's it's that it's that thick and uncomfortable. They're gross. Yes. Is it like a like a bed pillow? Yes. <laughs> do you have to walk, do you have to like tuck off? <laughs> it's like wedging this huge thing in between your legs. Well, it's like the butt tampon like we had talked about before. Oh, it is a lot worse yeah. than that though. Really, Plus, it's a lot it's like worse than plastic, that. Plastic so it'll make noise and really? stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so pads are disgusting. I don't know how women wear them. Are there are there are there some that that wear them all the time or is I don't, it I don't think so. I remember having a friend in high school that would wear like little panty liners which are maybe like a quarter of a centimeter thin. Isn't that what they, what their panty liners are for that? Aren't yeah. they supposed to keep you from whizzing all over your friends and neighbors? Well, they're not, no. They're not thick enough. They just kind of catch whatever grossness might come out of that person. <laughs> I mean, you're talking it's, it's full service? Even if a turtle head pops? <laughs> no, no, no. 
I think it's really, really thin and just liners. Literally, it's like putting a piece of toilet paper. It's like a pool liner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but these... Yeah, well, I have so much to worry about. I know. They really do. But these these were bigger than, than I guess, your oh, average liner. Didn't that one guy call in one time we were talking about the butt tampon? He called it a flounder. <laughs> <laughs> Packing a flounder. Packing a flounder, that's that right. Yeah. So what would, what would the uh, what would the poise, because um, it's not, it, it, the tampon is not used exclusively for, I mean, one that's exclusively for urination would have a different name, right? No, this is a pad. This it's not just a, a pad? Okay, a pad. Yeah, right. So it's a little bit different. Uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Let me go to uh, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Good morning. Wendy. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, um, Wendy? This is my first time calling. Hey. I'm well, sitting here with all three of my kids. Oh, God. <laughs> Say hi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we, my kid, my son plays on the football team, and the last three years, whenever they went into the championships, us moms, we always give each other the check and call each other, but it's, uh, remind each other to bring our pads, because when we're jumping up and down, we pee ourselves. Really? <laughs> when, you, when you get excited, when when they're wow. doing well, right? Yeah, Look at dog. when they're like, you know, because they, they win most of the time, so we're always happy, so then we tend to pee ourselves and have a little accident, so we wear pads. Hey, uh, go team, go! <laughs> Just, just so the opposing teams know, what what school do your kids go to? No, I'm not doing All right. Well, hold on, Wendy. Those are the patties. <laughs> Wendy, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm, a, well... Uh, Forty six. Forty six okay, years so old. You're not. You're, you're not. She's. She's. The, 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 these products are routinely the ones that I've seen. Like the Depends are routinely marketed to women who are in their sixties, right, yeah, right, right. seventies. Yeah, exactly. she's not old. And uh, you know, I'm assuming all these other ladies aren't old. Old. And this is a thing where they're actually. It's like a phone tree. Yeah. Don't forget to bring your your. Matt, you know how you piece your shell. <laughs> Don't forget to bring your friend. <laughs> I could. It's like the, the SNL bit. You know that. Oops, I pooped my pants. <laughs> oops, I crapped my pants. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Oh. Uh, let me go to... Let me That's go to, what wearing a pad feels like. That that, huge that thing. bulky? Really? Yes. Wow. Let me go to Derek. Hey, Derek, good morning. Hey, what's up, bitches? Hey, how you hey, doing, man? Hey, um, I, that lady that called just before me, she's probably right because my wife um, uses them when she works out. Really? And, yeah, because we have four kids. We have four boys. Yep. And um, I think it has something to do with having a lot of kids because my wife, if I, if I have her laugh at all, she, she tinkles. And, oh, um, come on, Derek. Don't, don't tell me that you don't spend your wa- every waking hour trying to crack her up. <laughs> well, of course I do. Yeah. I mean, that's why she married me for my com- com- comedic skills, not for my looks. You know what? My, my sister used to pee her pants all the time from laughing. I mean, if she would get into a laughing fit, and our neighbor, too, would, would litter, it was so easy to make them <laughs> lose control. Do you know what's, pee themselves. Which, what's weird is the woman, a woman who will pee on another woman's pants yeah. when she starts laughing. Yes. I'm going to squat on you right now. I'm having a great time. Oops, I crap. My pants can hold a lot of dung. <laughs> Betty White? Hey, we have a, uh, a uh, it says Euro gynecologist on there. Oh, from Euro? Come through. <laughs> let, me go, let me go to uh, Betsy. Hey, Betsy. Hi, how are you? Oh, we're great. How you doing? Good, good. All right, so yeah, this is this is my specialty. Things people will pee themselves. Okay, all right. Do you yeah. must love going to work. For, uh, yeah, first. Yeah. Yeah, the, the reason it happens, it's more common in women, and it's basically because um, pretty much any woman that has given birth has a risk of damaging the support tissue in their pelvis. Okay. And if you don't have the proper support, when you cough, laugh, sneeze, jump up and down, um, everything kind of drops, and the tube that you pee through will open up instead of close, and you leak urine. 
Okay. So as long as people keep having babies, there's a, a risk of that happening. Do, yeah. Now, yeah. What, what about, now, I had mentioned my sister. She's never had uh, kids, but sometimes uh, are... If are, they bang a lot. Are women who don't uh, who don't have children. <laughs> oh, that would be the case. <laughs> Uh, well, not not in a long time, but anyway, there was that year. There was that year, the year of the roofie. Uh, but but uh, what what about women who haven't uh, had the kids? Do you see it fairly uh, more common in in women than men? I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, women who haven't had kids, I mean, it's possible that they could have damaged. Um, you know, if they whip something too heavy, there's always a risk they could damage that support. Hey, and then there's just some people who just have a weak urethra, which is you know, but, through, and that you know, if a there's little chemical receptors in that area that if you're, like, glass into hard and the pressure in your abdomen yeah. kind of just, like, causes a little drop of urine to get in that area, yeah. it triggers this um, um, process that makes your bladder, like, your peeing, that's kind of pee, and your bladder will spasm and push the urine out. So, <laughs> so one, one drop will, one drop will signal your, 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 and, a, yeah. and a woman with this condition will signal the rest of the bladder to evacuate. Control because it's hard to hold it in. The bladder kind of does its own thing. Betsy, let me ask you this: uh, Like men, if if women stop urinating midstream, is it as painful as it is for uh, for women as it is for guys? Because it hurts if you it try does. to stop. It, it does. Yeah, I, I guess for some people, it could be. It's very possible. Because every man knows that if you, for some reason, you have to stop in the middle of it, it I call it whiplash, but without the whip, it, <laughs> it hurts. It's uh, it's deep de lash. You know, you've already started the process of peeing, so there's there's certain things that the bladder and the urethra do. So if you consciously try to stop it, the bladder doesn't, you know, when you're trying to consciously stop it, the urethra, the teeth is tightening up. Yep. The bladder still thinks you're peeing, and the bladder's still trying to push it, right. it out. So it's pushing out against, like, a, a closed tube. It's a so battle of the fistulas. Exactly. Wow. From. I got a question for you. For both men and women, what's the deal with just the sound of running water making you feel like you got to let it go? It, tri- it subconsciously triggers um, the process of the bladder contraction. It's called the Abdullah oblong peepee. <laughs> yeah, like, you, yeah. know, when, you know, when you're, like, young and you're at a sleepover and you put somebody's hand in, like, warm water. Yeah. Like, subconsciously <laughs> triggers the bladder to contract and, and then take. All right, Betsy, you've Thank been a you. wealth of knowledge. Thank you. I've explained it. Thank you. you know I what? have no idea. We'll give you a case of cold Coors Light so you can get liquored up before you go. <laughs> and uh, you yeah, hang on just a moment. We'll we'll uh, we'll take care of you. But um, yeah, I, I I think it's got to be much more for, for women than men. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever uncontrollably whisked yourself? Only only while sleeping. Okay. Uh, only yeah. you know wetting the bed type thing. You have it. You for some reason you know you drank You're some with water. Amy Grant and no, you had no. You had some water before you went to bed or something along those lines, and then you have a dream. That you are going to the bathroom, and the next thing you know, next you know, Amy Grant. I remember, but have you, have you ever had that? I've had it happen. I've had it. I've had a dream where I was. I remember years ago, and I don't because I've I've never you know I'm not the kind of person who wets himself. But years ago, what kind of person wets himself, yeah. Steve? Well, like, Tell like, me. Uh, well, there, there are people who have that sort of yeah. condition. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, you're, you're right because a friend of mine in college used to pee herself all the time. Just, there's just people who, who are yeah. inclined or, or, or predisposed to, to like uh, uh, to, to peeing themselves. Was there, there was that movie with uh, from uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh yeah, he was, he was a bedwetter. It was uh, it was supposedly the Michael Lannon story. Life story. Yeah, oh, and he right. would he would wet the bed and. 
and his mom, who was just evil, would hang the sheets out the window. Show the friends. So the friends would show him that he was a a bedwetter, and he would have to run home from school, and he ended up being like a a world-class track star because of that. Because his mom was hanging the sheets out. Kind of helped him out. But I remember thinking (laughs) in the the dream that that it was not um, number one, that I was actually, there was something more sexual going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And uh, and I was like, well, that wasn't that. Well, I've, uh, yeah, I I remember several times when I was a kid, you know, uh, having uh, having a dream, I guess it was too, I was too I lazy. Dream. I was too lazy to get up and go to the bathroom, and then you dream that you're going to the bathroom, all of a sudden you feel relief and you're comfortable, and then it's like, oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> you can feel the warmth yeah. down, down your leg. And, yeah, I that is a rude awakening. Uh, let me go to Dawn real quick. Hello there, Dawn, are you there? Hello, you guys rock. Thank you. What's going on, Dawn? Um, I'm 38. And I experience or have experienced incontinent problems myself. Okay, do Especially you... listening to you guys in the morning using a lot. Thank you. Uh, do you have a, is it, is it a medical condition that you have? Um, I have asthma and I suffer from bronchitis a lot and I get to cough and you get to cough and really heavy, you get to pee in. Yeah, I believe it, you know. That's uh, an old, old Neil Diamond song. You yeah. get to when cough you get to cough and you get to pee in. <laughs> when you get to cough in, you get <laughs> to pee in. <laughs> Peeing a lot and coughing a lot. Uh, Look, here comes E.T. Uh, laughing, laughing's still the worst, though. Laughing, laughing does you in. Yep, laughing does me in. Sweet pee of mine. Ba, ba, ba. Here comes a bronchitis attack. Uh, well, be careful, then. Uh, well... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you going to put that in there? Hey, we're, we're, we're putting Neil Diamond in. I'm sorry about that. No, it's on the Pia phone. Yep. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to... Uh, hold on one moment. Let me, oh, God. Uh-oh. Should I go to Kurt here? Yeah, do it. We've, we've talked about this before, though. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Rock. Thank you, man. Go ahead, Kurt. Well, um, there's this a condition I have. It's where I uh, drink too much. Um, I go it's to called sleep alcoholism. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a condition. Yeah. <laughs> when I uh, go to sleep, I sleepwalk, and I pee on random things. Yes. Like, for instance, maybe um, two weekends ago or so, I was sleepwalking, and my girlfriend said I just got up out of bed, and I peed on a power strip. Sure. And she's, like, yelling at me, like, look, you're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> and I just, like... Brush her off and to continue, you know, alleviating myself. And Kirby, then I we, the next, what's that? No, we've 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 heard yeah. loads of stories like this, and 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 it it, it just happens. A girl I used to date, her brother got up in the middle of the night. She she was reading in bed. He goes into her bedroom. He's he's walking in his in his delightful little jammies. Goes over to her desk drawer. Yeah, pulls out the bottom. Yeah, and. You know, the file thing and whizzes in it, sure. closes it, and goes back to the bedroom. Oh, yeah. dude. I had no idea. I should have just set up a litter box in my uh, in the corner <laughs> of my, my room uh, for in college. Not for myself. No, no. I, I wasn't able even to get out of bed. But my roommate was just infamous for going into the corner of the room, whizzing in the corner, then opening the door, and then going to the bathroom. Oh. And he's done that too, Steve, where he. So was, he would pre pee and then go into the bathroom. And then go into the bathroom. And he also did the thing one time where he pulled up, opened his bottom drawer. Of his uh, of his dresser and just all over his clothes, all over his clothes, just went to town. Yeah, there. now they're treated. <laughs> My brother in law did it on the um, on the TV. Oh, he peed the TV. Yes. <laughs> wow. And that was just a, he wasn't drunk or anything like that. It was a sleepwalk. I want my PTV. He got up and 
uh, decided that that was a, uh, a good spot to do it. I've told this story before on the air, but a friend of mine went home in college with his girlfriend and uh, met her parents for the first time, and they went out, woke up uh, in the middle of the night, went to the bathroom in the corner of her parents' bedroom, and no. they woke up, and they were like, what are you doing? Oh. He's like, go to the bathroom. Peed <laughs> yeah, in their bedroom. Uh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins, I'll be done in a second. I won't get any on your stole. I forgot about that. Uh, it was like two years ago when we were on vacation. I, you know, I, I had a few beers at home, and uh, my wife, she woke up to me standing in the corner of the kitchen <laughs> going into a salad bowl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We threw that, we threw that yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. I had enough forth, uh, foresight or whatever. Foreskin. To, foreskin. <laughs> to open a cabinet. Care. So a, you took out the salad bowl? Took the salad bowl out of the cabinet. If you open a cabinet with your... they had their salad tossed, would you know what they meant? You open a cabinet with your foreskin? Yeah. Wow. Pretty impressive. Yeah, right? it is. But uh, my next show is at 2 o'clock. <laughs> I'm still wondering what the hell I was thinking. I actually had You probably pay. were not thinking. No, you're right. Yeah. I wasn't, but... You know I, what this salad needs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it's not a Cobb salad. Well, there's a billion stories like that, and we always get, city? get into those. Uh, but the the, the P-only pad. No, is it period-only pads? Period-only pads. But but the other one is the not. That's all you want, It's, it's called P-for-all. Yeah. It's not the, the period-only pad. What did you call it? Poise. That's poise. right. Poise was a. Uh, I like poise. Um, go to the course. I want to. I, I like poise. poise. I like poise. Well, I've got to see this just because Casey uh, does the oops, peed a little face. <laughs> and, uh, it's... Uh, oops, peed a little. So, oops, uh, I just blew a crap puppy. Now they, now they have that available. So. Just gave birth. Uh, uh, you know so much about oops, I crap my pants. I'm wearing them, and I just did. There you go. All right, well, we got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've got to go back for just a second here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Did, did something make up. a big impression <laughs> earlier, Preston? Well, the fact that Nick, <laughs> that Nick has kept the diary up I, until I did what, a couple keep weeks ago. No, no. This was, you know, probably like uh, elementary school into junior high, and then, yeah, anyway, it faded out. Did you, know you, did you do it in high school? Uh, maybe like sophomore year, maybe, right. but uh, you know when I had crushes on boys. <laughs> no, I remember as an assignment one time we had to keep a yeah. journal for like a composition class or something like that, and I I lasted about two weeks on that, and I was like, this is I I have nothing to write down. I admire people who can do it, but virtually all the people I know who do it effectively are women. Yeah, oh yeah, guys but, could care less. Well, that's how it started, Preston. It was an assignment, and and I was the same way as you. It's like this this is really annoying, but I'll tell you why uh-huh. why I kept going. No, seriously, it was um, my grandfather kept one his entire life, and you want to make fun of my grandfather for being feminine, that's cool. But, thank you. Let's go, Mark! 
<laughs> but uh, it, it, it basically was an autobiography of his entire life. And, and then I'm when... hydrating my boobs. <laughs> So, so he cool. had an entire chronicle of everything that happened to him throughout his life. And that, when he passed away, when, when he passed away, my dad and I and my family were able to learn things about All him right. that we See, never my, knew about. My fear, Nick, though, is that if I do that, somebody will look back through my life and go, "This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this was a complete waste of flesh." Well, you know what reminded me of it yesterday when we were talking to Valerie Bertinelli. She just there are no secrets in her past at all anymore. Yeah. And I think that when you keep a diary, it is supposed to be secret. A but journal, it, maybe less I, so. My problem with the diary is that it's accurate. And, and if you give it, if you forget things a lot, you can look back and say, oh, yeah, I was a pilot. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it is pretty cool that your grandfather did that. But most people keeping a diary are like 16-year-old girls who are talking about, you know, this boy that broke their heart. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think there's a certain level of pomposity involved there that... Uh, that a book about me. Yeah. Hey, just but, in but case I mean, you think I mattered... You know, here, take a, take a read. I, I think what happens with a lot of teenage girls that they write it as sort of like a, a therapy thing. Yes. Right. So they can yeah. write their thoughts down. But you realize as a as a brother, it is your duty to read your oh, sister's diary. I, mean, I, I never I never had the... Uh, I always wanted to, but I didn't have a sister. I did. I didn't I didn't stumble across anything overtly sexual. Nothing I could... The only thing I remember, yeah, was her telling the story... Oh, about the donkey. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it was about a bong. It was oh. a bong. I remember it clearly called the Enterprise. And my sister was probably in like seventh grade or really? something. Like, oh yeah, she was a total stoner. Would your parents have detonated had they found out that she My was... dad would have kicked her out of the house yeah. probably. And and uh, I remember reading that and I was much younger and I'm like, oh my God, my sister's a drug addict, you know? It was yeah. weird. I mean, seriously, I've already talked about this with my wife. I'm going to give my daughter a diary so I can find out oh, what she's doing. No. Have you seen... Yeah. And by the way, to, to, to stop that, that effective... I mean, to keep that security level up, they now market a... Uh, a diary that is voice recognition activated. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So he that knows. it'll recognize the girl's voice and open up. But I had some friends who, who whose daughter did that, and she was young, yeah. too young to put scandalous stuff in there. And her apparently her password was Hello Kitty. <laughs> and they found a way Aww. to say it. The way she did, Hello Kete, is how you said it. <laughs> right. And they were able to open it open themselves it. Oh, by man. using by disguising their voice. And, and, and you're gonna you're gonna reveal things in a in a diary that can be pretty volatile. Yeah. Do you I think don't. it's worse when you're in, in uh, elementary school or middle school? Because there was this girl, Erin, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade, and she kept a diary. She was a friend of, she was the cute girl in class and uh, and she brought it on the bus with her and left oh. it left oh. it on the bus. Don't do it. And everybody found out what kind of cigarettes she'd been smoking, what boys she'd been kissing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was just one of those things where it was like finding a gold mine. You're like, oh my yeah. god, this is Aaron's diary. Did, it, it was did, awesome. Did it destroy her, or what? For yeah, for that week, and you know, in, in uh, middle school, you know, until they found her. Nick's diary. <laughs> that was great. What's muscle relaxing? <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to the phones. I got Rachel on the line. Hey, Rachel, are you there? Rachel. Rachel. No. Rachel. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. We'll have to retool that in just a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, so they found her diary, yeah. and they uh, they went ahead and, and passed it around. I mean, everybody. every little secret about every little boy that she, you know, that had a crush on or See, whatever. And, and that, when you're in middle school or elementary school, it's absolutely social suicide. There was a girl who had, who, who the, the so this is elementary school. She was like six, sixth grade. She got knocked up. No. Yeah. And, and, and that Whoa. information got out through, through the, diary. the diary. Oh, man. And I'm like, 
That, don't write that in the diary. Really? Don't write that in your diary. No, don't write that at all. Don't write. Don't tell anyone. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can remember that. Yeah. Right? You know? Jeez, am I pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the only reason diaries are written is so that somebody else can read it. I, I mean, it's going to happen no matter what. I'm surprised, Kathy, with all the because you, you're you're on some level a girly girl that you didn't uh, that you didn't keep a diary at all. Honest? No, not at. I, I tried. Did and your I, friends? <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't. I never read you them. You mad? If, if they did, I know. I would get bored, or maybe I was just lazy. But I remember. I remember trying to start one, yeah. and you know, you kept it under your bed, but it was like a half a page. There that we was go. it. I was this like, is, oh. this is my life, right? Right here on the back of this stamp. I'm pretty sure I've attempted to do it myself, but I just, I, you know, I can't be consistent with anything and i and i, I think i you know recall like writing okay a, if, you, if you miss a decade here or there writing a couple of entries and i'm like wow this you know playing kickball is Boring. not diary worthy you know like uh, no no but t- there some people will keep my dad's daily journal is so extensive it's just insane what is it like uh, detailed to like oh every minute yeah, what happened yeah. after breakfast all that sort he'll, of stuff he'll pop stuff like that in there too Wait, you know what? I just remembered that I did keep a diary or journal when I went away on vacation when we went through Ireland. Not this past time, a couple of years ago when oh, I went two with weeks. friends. Yeah, we, we kept, and I mean, that's pretty cool because you go back and you find all these things that, you know, I mean, most of it's like inside jokes and stuff like that that we came up with while we were over there. But it's pretty cool to go back and see everything that we did and, you know. Yeah, but you, I mean, you can do that just by taking the pictures. I mean, to sit down and put pen to paper. You know, uh, to me, is, is, is a much more comprehensive and, and, frankly, annoying way to go about chronicling your life. Well, and you know what? The last time, uh, this past summer, when we went to Scotland and Ireland, I did it. My husband and I, um, you know, well, he, he sat there and tried to remember everything that we did during the day, and I wrote it down. But we we did, like, one city in Scotland, and we were like, forget it. <laughs> this is too well, much. And, Kathy, you mentioned the fact that you think it's for other people to read. I do think that it's for yourself to read. And, 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 and maybe did that, you read your own diary? Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's kind of pompous or something, Casey. But, I mean, when you look back on it and you, remember, you, you look at yourself, and you can laugh at yourself for being a immature, I'm beautiful. <laughs> immature jerk in sixth beautiful. grade. I'm beautiful. Well, when did you read the, your sixth grade diary? When was the last time you read it? Probably in eighth grade, you yeah. know. But, yeah. I mean, it was fun then. I'm going to go to uh, some calls. I've got Andrew on the line. Hey, Andrew, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, guys? You guys rock. Thanks, oh, buddy. Appreciate it. What's up? No, no, I just got a story about the diary. I was, like, 22 years old, my first wife. Uh, found her diary, read it, found out that she didn't want to be married anymore. Oh. Harsh. Did you yeah. sucks. Now, here's... Uh, I was bad. I was in the apartment, so I actually took like, five books of her diary and I put them down to go up and shoot. <laughs> well, yeah, well, and and here, here's the conundrum. You, That's awesome. You find out something, you know, really scandalous in, in the diary. Can you tell that person that you know No, because no. You, you violated the trust. Not unless it's something that... Yeah. Uh, what if it's your kid, though? That's see, another Casey, thing. See, Casey, I'm on board with your yeah. thing. And yeah. I, I can see that because you're... You're going to set your daughter up, but I... Dude, if it ends up protecting her, yeah, you, I can you, see it. Uh, you know, we have the baby monitors right yeah. now, and, you know, so we can hear if they're, like, vomiting in their sleep. I can... I am going to put those down into the room downstairs when she's hanging out with all her friends to find out who's making out in the laundry room. Like, all these things. Like, I am going to be the biggest I, you, spy on my kids. You have you've already... Yeah, your, your children can barely speak, I mean, <laughs> beyond the age. I mean, at that age. And you're already the overprotective father. you damn right. And so, and you know so what happens? You don't see that as a massive violation in what, trust. Absolutely. What it is, Preston, is that the people who did all those violations as kids, yeah. you know what kind of son of a bitch you Dude, were. Dude, I started making out with girls in sixth grade, you know what I mean? I know what guys want, you know, and, and they will say and do anything. <laughs> they want to, you. To get down their pants, you know. Nick. Dude, well, yeah. you, know what, you know what's funny, though, Casey, when you bring that up? The people that, uh, that got on Aaron's good side... 
the cute girl who lost her diary were the guys who were sympathetic. I'm like, oh, that sucks. And you know why they were doing it? To get, to get in her pants. pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a real bummer about your diary. Oh. There was a there was a girl I remember in, uh, uh, I don't know what grade it was in, maybe, maybe ninth grade, maybe freshman or something like that. And she had... Somebody got into her diary and found the list, oh. like the list of guys Whoa. that she wants to do. That she wanted to do. Were you on it? I was not on it. <laughs> and she was a slut too, man. Which is really Wait, disappointing. Got, there's 400 kids in this school, 380 names. I'm not in here. Yeah, it was kind of like that. I was really bummed yeah. out about that. Aww. But. If you were on the list, man, you had an open invitation to just <laughs> yeah. get in there and get some. Just go swimming. Go on. Go That's swimming. A- yeah. But so- you know what, Press? I am not going to be this way with Seamus. It's just Casey. Just it's my daughter. Just, it's yeah. my daughter. No, that's yeah. not cool, man. You sure gotta, is. You've definitely got to go. No, you hire Seamus to watch. Uh-huh. Yeah, Casey. Right. I'm going to go to, uh, let me get Chris on the line here, I think, if this thing works. Come on. Hi, Chris, good morning. You're on the air. Hi, what's up, guys? How you doing? You guys rock. Thanks, hey, thanks. We appreciate it. What's your story, bud? Good, right. A couple years ago, I was dating this girl. She had a diary, and uh, I just happened to find it lying somewhere. Of course. So, so being an interesting kind of guy that I am, I opened it up, took a look, found out that while she was going out with me, she had happened to give a blogie to uh, her ex-boyfriend at the time. Ouch. And do you do you bring that up to her, or did you just kind of let it go and just... Oh, no, I blew her spot up. You what? I, I brought it right to her attention. Really? See, That's what I did. I have to admit, if I were... I, I don't think I could resist. Oh, you'd be so pissed off. I, I could not resist yeah. reading someone's diary. If there was someone's diary in front of me, if it was my wife's, I'd have to read it. Yep. If you found Rochelle's... If Rochelle's does Rochelle keep a journal? No. Okay. She has three kids. She doesn't have yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if she did, and I, I, I... But besides, you broadcast everything that you do in the house. That's <laughs> a good point. Over the intercom. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. But We're having sex now, kids. Why I, Why would anybody, like that last caller, why would his girlfriend document yeah. that? You like, know, you like, can't remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I, give a Hummer in a parking lot. It's got to be it's got to be therapeutic for some people, I guess, uh, because mm. I mean, who you, if, if there's something that you just can't tell anyone at all, maybe it was so it magical. Down. Lettuce was falling on my head. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating a burrito. <laughs> uh, let me go to. Uh, I have uh, Jesse on the line. Hey, Jesse. Good morning. Yo, what's going on? You guys rock. Yeah, hey, what's up? Good, yeah, what's happening? Uh, I actually got married pretty young. I got married at 18. So my, I had three sisters-in-law. They were still in high school at the time. Yeah. And uh, me and my wife were snooping around in one of my sister-in-law's bedrooms. We found her journal. She's a happy-go-lucky girl, whatever. And inside her journal, she had all, like, these masochistic, crazy, like, I oh, want to kill people thoughts and everything oh. like that. Whoa. So we, we had to tell my mother-in-law and father-in-law Turns out she got diagnosed with bipolar. She so, just, so, yeah, she's no a, one had any idea about it until we found the journal. That's a good thing. She yeah. got diagnosed with diacola? Wow. No, no, no. Bipolar. Oh, okay. All right, so what, what ended up happening? Did they talk to her about it? And, uh, yeah, and tell well, her? what had happened was they confronted her about it, and she didn't understand what was going on. She didn't know what was happening. So they ended up taking her to the doctor. With, like They found six or seven more journals that she had in there. And it was this big breakdown. She had to spend some time in a hospital. Well, they, 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 they probably saved her life. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, without yeah. a doubt, definitely. Because yeah. it, it happened, luckily, at a young enough age that she didn't get too far along where she was safe enough, you know? Wow. Man, that's, uh, that's, that's you, got, you got a lot of good reading ahead of you, Casey. Yeah. yeah. All right, let me go to, uh, oh, you met in line one, Casey. Yeah. All right, yeah. let me go to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Hey, uh, yeah, when I was like uh, eight or nine, got my sister's diary, and uh, she was like 14 at the time. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, I was a big fort builder when I was younger, you know, tree forts and stuff yes. like that. Sure. Found out the first time she did it was in my tree fort. Oh! She dirtied your tree fort? Yeah, and I mentioned it to her about four years ago, and she's like, you read my diary? Yeah. I'm like, you did it in my tree fort. (laughs) You you could wait 50 years and tell someone you tell the girl you read her diary. It's a violation. Yep, absolutely. Apparently that wasn't the only wood in the fort. Well, I am, I'm dying to get Nick's uh, diary in here. I I can picture it. It was one of those black and white composition books. I had, you know, several of them that I picked up at CVS, and uh, and I, I know that I saved them over the years. I just, it's a matter of finding them. Did you make illustrations? Did you do little little stickies and stuff like that? No, I think it was just, you know, uh, May 7th, you know, Casey calls me pompous, uh, I, I want to cry, that kind of stuff. No, no, no. It was March 7th, by March the way. 7th. Uh, I didn't call you pompous. I, I was know. calling your grandfather pompous. <laughs> you are a girl. <laughs> Thank you. So All right, you know what? We need to uh, uh, bring that in when you can. Maybe next right. week we'll get that in and uh, take a look at that. But I tell you what. We'll go ahead and we'll take a break and we'll come back in a moment. We got a lot to get to this morning, so we'll be, be back in just a minute. Stay where you are. What's new? Glad you asked. Papa Roach. A day to remember. The warning. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Beat file number one on the best of brought to you by the Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Board. Celebrate Crave Monco Month this July. Enjoy discounts, free cocktails, and special menus. Visit CraveMoncoMonth.com for details. We're going to start with this. Uh, police spotted a man named uh, Timothy Placco driving on a dirt road. They said that he was looking at a stack of women's sonograms that he had downloaded on the Internet what? and then had printed. Placco gave them permission to search his van, and then that's when they say they found a series of strange items. Among them, a blonde wig, rope, binoculars, an 18-inch machete, knives, gloves, two spent 9-millimeter <laughs> shell God. casings, God. and 18 human teeth inside a film canister. <laughs> Placo. He was bringing some ointment back to the girl in the ditch. Uh, Placco <laughs> told police that he had driven into the wooded area to call his girlfriend. But according I had to come out here to look at my sonograms. But according to the police report, when they questioned him about her, he admitted that he really wasn't calling anyone and said he was just driving around. Placco says that they were all gifts from his ex-girlfriend, except the human teeth. <laughs> Those he said he found while rummaging through the garbage. Just uh, a dude driving his teeth around. That's right. Placco has been charged with... Get uh, off my back. ...carrying a concealed weapon. A woman wounded herself and a man on July 3rd while attempting to kill uh, mice with a 44 caliber Magnum revolver. <laughs> the, the woman had drawn the gun from a holster under her left arm. This is was, a rat. You better get the elephant gun. It was in a holster. Uh-huh. Intending to shoot mice scurrying across the floor of her, of her trailer. Uh, oh. Okay. The revolver no, makes sense. The revolver instead slipped from her hand and fired as it struck the floor. The, the trailer bullet, ain't big enough for the boat to us, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> the bullet went through the woman's right kneecap, <laughs> then hit keys hanging on the belt loop of a 42-year-old man in the trailer. I reckon your time has come. The bullet glanced off the keys and tore a hole in the man's pants. The bullet grazed, grazed the man's groin before wow. stopping in his coin pocket. Maybe we should stop. 
where it was recovered for evidence. Uh, the names of the shooting victims were not released in the incident. Well, they picked the right amount of firepower to take down a mouse. A forty-four, mm-hmm. obviously. Most powerful handgun in the world. That's right. It'll kill most mice. <laughs> <laughs> most. Most. Not the big bastards. A Houston man was sentenced to 35 years in prison on Tuesday after prosecutors say he fatally stabbed his roommate during an argument about foot odor. Uh, William Serrano pleaded no contest to murder in the death of Noel Vaquero. Uh, Serrano cried as he told the district judge that he had been defending himself against Vaquero. However, no evidence was available to show that that Vaquero had a weapon. Cry, baby, cry for me. Come on, cry. The defendant said the victim had... That judge is not very understanding. ...had smelly feet. Uh, another roommate... <laughs> a, uh, would you repeat that, sir? Oh, he had smelly feet. Smelly feet. A, a roommate... An, another roommate, a woman, told investigators that uh, she had the men arguing... Heard the men arguing about foot odor. She said she saw Serrano stab Vaquero 16 times. Once uh, reached home. And there had been... Uh, there had not been any trouble between them before. <laughs> Uh, a teen with a list of Fort Worth area police departments was arrested Tuesday after he attempted to deliver cookies laced with LSD to the Lake oh. Worth Police Department. Uh, the 18-year-old had a list of the names of 25 area police departments, and 12 of them were checked off. I'm sure police always gleefully eat food dropped <laughs> off by civilians. Well, it was uh, the the cookies and candy came in a basket that was uh, looked like it was from Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Okay, ah. so he had it. He went to great lengths to make. It look official. Crime of the century. Uh, no injuries have been reported before. Fort Worth police have uh, confirmed that at least three officers ate cookies from a basket delivered to the downtown office. He spelled mad with an L. Uh, authorities alerted area law enforcement agencies about any suspicious baskets with the mad logo on them uh, arriving at police stations. And we'll do one more quick story and wrap this up. Uh, let's go. We'll with, make it uh, a good one. Here we go. A teenager was stunned to find that a baby bat had been curled up inside her bra for five hours as she was wearing it. Abby Hawkins thought her cell phone was ringing when she felt vibrations, but she later discovered the tiny creature uh, tucked away (laughs) in the padded pocket. Her bosom is so warm and reminds me of my home cave. Of her underwear. Mm -hmm. As uh, staff and colleagues crowded around Miss Hawkins. I tried your crotch first, but it's uh, too smelly. Oh, you need to do. I'm just saying, as a concerned baby bat. Oh my God. Now, excuse me, I'm going to take a little snooze. <laughs> Ms. Hoggins produced the bat, which her manager later released outside. Uh, she said, when I was driving to work, I felt a slight vibration, but I thought it was just my cell phone in my jacket pocket. Must be my bat ringing. <laughs> it was not until her lunch break. That would literally be the bat phone. The bat phone. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was, it was, it was not until her, (laughs) it was not until her lunch break when she felt a strange movement inside her bra, which had been hanging on her washing line the previous night. And I guess that's how the the bat got in there. And that's it. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you, my friends. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. New on Rock Breakdown, the Prince of Darkness returns with new music. Dave Grohl returns to the stage with help from his friend of Paul McCartney, plus some new merch from Def Leppard to complement your beauty routine. Get the latest episode on WMMR.com. Keyword, Rock Breakdown. 
We have a guest in our studio who has uh, been in a whole bunch of stuff. I was looking at the uh, the list of uh, movies that he's made appearances in, TV shows and things like that. Um, you've also seen him in The Last Mimsy. Yes. Uh, Sahara. And, uh, you know, and Nick, didn't you mention the other day, Galaxy Quest, that you noticed he was That's in there? That's right, yeah. Galaxy uh, Quest and, and uh, Almost Famous as well. I have a clip that I'm going to play real quick uh, from uh, The Office. I wish I could menstruate. <laughs> If I could menstruate, I wouldn't have to deal with idiotic calendars anymore. I'd just be able to count down from my previous cycle. Plus, I'd be more in tune with the moon and the tides. And there you go. <laughs> Please welcome Rain Wilson. Oh, yes. From the office. Rain, yes. How you doing, man? That's the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> Thank you. When people now think of me, they think of menstruation. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. My pleasure. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up another embarrassing thing. Well, maybe you don't consider Uh-oh. it embarrassing, but I was, I was reading a little bit of information Some of the movies you. that I did? No. <laughs> oh, fine. Fine works of art. I, I didn't mention, uh, what was it, my super ex-girlfriend. Okay, so good. We'll All skip right. that part. Hey, you know what, though? No, nah, it's not a bad movie. You know, after the 75th, 76th time I've seen it on cable, it, it, it's uh, you're you're good in it. You're 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 Thank funny. You. In Thanks. fact, they should have focused more in on the 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 uh, the, the friend character because yeah. you were sort of the the dicky womanizer. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so it had its. It was Ivan Reitman, right? It sure, seemed to be sure. a good project. It was an all stinky. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> In it's, fact, that was the movie poster. It's, it's not, not all. Stinky. all <laughs> it's not all stinky. <laughs> no, but what's your ex girlfriend? <laughs> what I was. What I was going to bring up was, uh, uh, you know, obviously in in uh, rocker, you you're playing drums, and, and that's a. I'm a drummer as well, so it's nice. a, it's a it's a cool instrument. But I saw that in high school you played bassoon, dude. Uh huh. Yeah. That last Poor night. son of a bitch. It's a pussy magnet. <laughs> <laughs> the bassoon is a pussy magnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Meaning you hung out with a bunch of pussies. <laughs> oh, hey. The double readers? Yeah. No. Uh, We're up. You and the English horn crew are I have. Ooh, an English horn reference. I love it. No, I was. Oh, my God. I, I was every conceivable kind of geek. And then I graduated to drama geek. Oh, See, really? that's the yeah. top of the geek food chain. But You're I started, right. yeah. you know, just total nerd and then, like, band geek. So I was, like, I played, like, clarinet and bassoon, and I even played xylophone. Jeez, well, would I, would I be correct in assuming that you, you were aware of your geekiness? In other words, you were not the object of geek scorn. You were aware you now, were. But back then, back in the day, and we're talking, like, late 70s, like, early, mid-80s, like, there wasn't a geek awareness out there. Okay. Yeah. You just were a loser. Yeah. And you just got pummeled. There and there yeah. weren't words for for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, the Eskimos have 40 words for snow. Yeah, yeah. Like, now we talk about geek, nerd, dweeb, dweeb yeah, like yeah. different kind of variations. Spaz. Back then it was just like Loser, you're yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, no. and you're right. In fact, in fact, the vitriol that was uh, levied against you back then was was probably more severe because now there's a classification. People can be a little. Oh, he's just a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're nerd, and we, yeah. we get it. And nerds run corporations. Right. And Beck is a rock star and a nerd. Right. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, but back then, well, that was just bad. The one thing you had going for you, at least the bassoon is a winning instrument that kind of looks like a bong. So yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it well, does a level of bit. coolness there, I guess. I, had, uh, I, w- I went to the screening last night, and then afterwards, uh, uh, Rain was uh, gracious enough to do a Q&A for about a half an hour afterwards. And it was uh, at that moment that I realized that uh, you have reached sex symbol status. There were girls just fawning over this guy. Wow. Oh, yeah. And, and when, yeah. I, when I brought that up, and I, and I had asked you, at what point in your life did you... Be- 
become a sex symbol, and uh, that's when you had said, well, when I started playing the bassoon in That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. And there was another bassoonist there, yeah. too. And I gave him a warm, warm embrace. Sure. Is there some sort of nod or like a Masonic handshake that you yes. give? Yeah. I'm not going to even show okay. you. I don't know if you noticed this, Casey, but when you said he was a stud, he kind of did a little quick pelvic thrust <laughs> and adjusted himself I in the seat. I sat up a little taller. <laughs> I rode a little higher in the saddle. Well, you walked in wearing your glasses. Now you're not wearing them. Do yes. you have the Drew Carey thing where you just wear them for the show or do you really need them? I do need I do need them, but um, I don't know they were bothering me. Okay, but, uh, but uh, thanks for asking. I'm a huge fan of The Office, and so is my wife. And my wife loves you. And, and I guess it's probably you know the funny guy ends up finishing first because you know it, she thinks that you're adorable. And I'm sure I see a wedding ring on your finger, but I'm sure that that's helped you get ladies over the years. <laughs> he just said he was a bassoon player. You know, what I, part didn't you hear? I have been married for 13 years. Okay, so. wow. But theater uh, geeks get get ass. Yeah. Well, well the theater no, but that's why I started yeah. acting because I I transferred <laughs> high schools and I auditioned for a play and I like got the lead and I found out I was kind of funny and I could kind of ham around. I was always goofing off. I was the nerd who like goofed off in class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd get beat I get beat up, but the bullies would be like, "That was pretty funny." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you rolled the giant globe down the aisle of the classroom. That was funny. But here you go. <laughs> What's up? And, and, and uh, I know that existence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but then you know, then I auditioned for the play, and then all of a sudden, girls were like, "Hi, yeah." Well, isn't, isn't that and, and Casey has said yeah. it many times is that the uh, the the hottest and loosest women to be found are in the drama department, yes. uh, cheerleaders and drama chicks. Listen to me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go to the drama department, <laughs> right? Because yeah. Yeah. Half well, of the men in the drama department are in the other persuasion. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot less so competition. The playing field is wide open. There you go. Well, yeah. Casey was giving us a word. He was the one that was uh, that was available to go to the screening last night. But your character in this film, uh, you end up naked for a good portion I of, do. of the movie. Naked. How, and now, while filming, were you wearing like a, a flesh-toned... Uh, Cod piece or something? Yeah. No, no. I. Um, however, I wasn't fully naked even in that scene. They gave me what they call a modesty pouch. Oh. I highly recommend this. It's like a little satchel with a drawstring, <laughs> and it goes around... Your hoobly bit. <laughs> and it, I said last night at the screening, it is... It's very similar to the little satchel in which I used to carry my Dungeons and Dragons dice. Uh, wow, I know that set. I mean, yeah. you, know what, you know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah. It's a velvety, a velvety little satchel, and uh, so that was around there. And then, but yes, there was. Um, what, my, what was my it? Buttocks, the deep velvet. My, it was velvety. Okay. Velvety. So I assume that the, the, the movements were, were then pleasurable. When oh, you were, yeah. so pleasurable. <laughs> and, but my buttocks were definitely exposed. There's a lot of that in the movie, but it's it, it's pretty funny. But I, I'm, I'm starting a movement. You know, I've been traveling around the cities. And by the way, listeners, I, you have no idea. This is the most beautiful radio studio I've ever been. Thank oh. you. Thank this you. Is, you is insane in here. I mean, there are, there are tiny robots that serve them tea. Uh, it's so high tech. Yeah. Yeah. Show him. Show him. Does anybody have the control for the uh, the blinds? Yeah, right. Show him. Uh, here. Oh, we got. Oh, Steve's oh, got. Steve's got it. Yeah, go bring those. Look at this. He's thinking. Blinds close, and yes. the blinds start to close. Well, that one's going up right That's, now. But yes, yeah, they, you need they, the windows that go boom tint. You know that? Have you seen? Oh that? Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 They, uh, instead of having actual blinds, they tint up. There's yeah. a restaurant in town that does that. It's uh, called Paradigm, I think. And when you go into the uh, to the restrooms, when you shut the door into the stall. 
the boom tint happens. And oh, then nobody can oh you know what? Actually, that's what they're telling you. <laughs> You're actually taking a dump in front of the entire street. It's okay. No one can see. No one can see. In fact, they're going to smear it on the walls. No one can see. But this is the coolest radio station. But I want to say, I've been traveling all around the country, you know, promoting the rocker, and it's great to be in the great city of Philadelphia. By the way, people are so proud of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Tonight, I'm going to uh, Hotlanta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think Philadelphia needs a new name, and I'm suggesting Funadelphia. Funadelphia. Oh. Yeah. Okay. PH. Can we start? Yes. Thank you. P-H-U-N. Yeah. Funadelphia. Yeah. But I've been going around the country, and, uh, you know, my butt is very exposed, and people always want to ask me questions about my butt. Yeah. And I don't blame them, but I'm starting a new word for butt, and I'm seeing if it can sweep the nation. Let's try, try it, yeah. Thigh caps. Thigh caps. Interesting. I like that. So, because they are the kind of mushroom caps at the top of your thighs, if you think about it, in yeah. a reverse kind of method. Thigh caps. It They're almost so sounds proud. like Skycap, too. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could do some sort of cross promote with airlines. Well, I guess it, it, try That's it out. hysterical. Try it out caps. In, in a sentence like uh, Marissa has got some great thigh caps. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like and if you use it three times, I think it was either Goebbels or someone else said that if you use it repeated three times, it becomes uh, the truth. It becomes a fact. So will yeah. you guys please start to try and we'll introduce thigh, we'll caps thigh caps into the sure. popular vocabulary? Yeah, only if we can get it in a straight Stunting Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with Straight Stunting Magazine? No, and I want to be. It is the. Uh, it is the. Uh, Maybe it's, it's for the African American reader. You know, they, there's. Uh, I I will periodically purchase them myself. There's magazines like Smooth. Yeah, and uh, uh, but uh, this this one focuses in on large buttocked women. I think oh, yeah. yeah, black tail. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there's maybe there's some sort of tie-in with thigh caps for that for, the, oh, for another that's magazine, good. Yeah. a special feature. <laughs> now, in the uh, in the movie in uh, Rocker, you you do play drums, and I mentioned earlier. Now, you had played xylophone in band. Did you have to be taught? Uh, uh, no, no. He also and said xylophone. he played. I, I was saying that. Yeah, he oh. said he played xylophone, which is a percussion instrument, and that's why I'm asking. Did uh, Were you trained to uh, play drums? Did you already know? Or? I, I really didn't know anything about drums at yeah. all. So I had they hired a drum coach right away. I got a drum set delivered to my garage, and this strange little drum coach came over. And he taught me, you know, the basics of, like, rock drumming. But then more importantly, and he really focused a lot with me on this, and we watched a lot of YouTube videos, like, heavy metal drumming is a whole art form yeah. to itself. Very different than the drumming that happened before. You know, it's the, the stick tricks, you sure. know, and yep. pumping up the crowd and, like, gearing in with the band and putting on a little show back there. Remember they had the revolving sure. stools and lowered in. Tommy Lee had the thing where he be he was completely inverted at one yep. point. Yeah, drums. yeah, yeah. And the guy, the Def Leppard guy was lowered in from the ceiling with his one arm. <laughs> you know, yes. so yeah. there was a lot of that uh, kind of kind of training. And then I had to learn the actual songs in the movie. So it was a, and I had a drum set even in my trailer. So when I wasn't shooting, I was So playing. all the time you're practicing, would you say you're a, a fairly serviceable drummer at this point? I would say I'm a mediocre drummer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's perfectly, perfect. perfectly mediocre. Did and, you get, did you get bit by the bug? Do you want to play now? Totally. For entertainment? Yeah. I love it. I that's love cool. it. Good yeah. for you. It's yeah. great. And uh, in, in the movie, your character, in the beginning of the movie, you're playing with a band that is just about to get signed and, you know, make it to the big time. And right before they do that, they kick you out of the band. And, and something that I didn't notice was that the Pete Best was, mm -hmm. was in the movie. For, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, somebody had, uh, in the crowd had, had noticed that. I, I didn't personally Someone who experienced this firsthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they, they thought that would be cool to have a cameo of Pete Best because in, in a certain way it kind of, you know, echoes his. He was the famous, you know, drummer of the Beatles that was kicked out right before Ringo Starr. Yeah. Um, and so he does a little a little cameo in there. But uh, it was really cool hanging out with him and interviewing him. I was a little nervous about it, but he's a good guy. And 
great sense of humor. And well, what, 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 at this point, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I think he's there's also, no reclaiming it. He gets residuals. I heard from those early Beatles tracks, like Beatles on the BBC. And really, some of those early recordings. Oh, okay. So I think he's he's fine, and he tours around and good guy. We were talking about you being at the uh, the Rock Honors um, for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was that been intimidating? He put, his, he put his hand on my shoulder at one point. Wow. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, so is he, good. Is he everything that you would want him to be? Because he is... He, I'll tell you yeah. something. The guy is like 87. <laughs> he could kick all your thigh caps. Really? <laughs> he, he could do it. Number two. <laughs> he, could, he could do it. And he's a little bit scary. He's intimidating. He's still yes. got that, like, fire, that rock and roll fire. That's it's still, like, still pissed off. You do not want to piss him off yeah. because well, he will cold cock you. Yeah, and I... And, and Rain, I've talked to many people, some in this building have had a chance to interview him. He is not an easy interview. He's, he's not easy. He says what is, what's on his mind. He's real straightforward about it. And sometimes he just didn't feel like talking. And that's tough when you get an interview like that. Yeah. How was he while you sat down with him? I was like a nervous little schoolgirl, yeah. you know, doing like a, a paper report. I, I was just, I was a terrible interviewer. I interviewed other, other bands and Dave Grohl and I were... You know, goofing off, and yeah. flaming lips, and you know, had a lot of awesome uh, interviews, and it was really fun. But I was just like, yeah, how, "How do you write your songs?" <laughs> Turned into Chris Farley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. totally. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he, um, uh, but the, he, he was fine. He was fine. It's, yeah, the I difference was scared. between him and Dave Grohl, though, is Dave Grohl's, uh, you know, is a great musician, but he's he's like a, a, one of the guys. You know, he's, totally. he's, he's somebody that you can chat with. Pete Townsend, that, you're you're talking to a legend at that. But you know, you know, yeah. at some point, Dave Grohl might cross into that territory sure. because you got to you just think of the collective amount of experiences that a Pete Townsend has had, and oh, you know, man. and it's like, what 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 is this interviewer going to bring to the table that I haven't heard before? You know, well, I think about I think about I was reeling and I was doing some research on the Who and this rock. I don't even know when it's airing. Tomorrow's Tomorrow's night. Night. Yeah. It's so great. This concert is fantastic. And I'm not saying that just because I did some interviews or, or, or whatever. Like, the concert itself was mind-blowing. Pearl Jam doing The Who was fantastic. I mean, I'm so-so on Pearl Jam, but they absolutely kicked thigh caps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Um, yeah. They were so good. And uh, But you think about Pete Townsend created the concept album. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of create, first of all, First real rock band, they were the first guys really rocking out. They rocked way harder than the Beatles. And they were rocking out like in 67, 68. Well, the, to me, so, to some of the seminal footage of all time is that is that shot from Woodstock of Townsend doing the knee slide. And, and, and you know, and, and they were they were popular, but they weren't like the top of their no. game. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think at one time they, maybe it's Led Zeppelin now, I don't know, or maybe one of the, the newer bands, but they held the record for the loudest rock performance oh, yeah. that was them yeah. of, of all time. I mean, yeah. they had such a punk edge so early on. I just have such a newfound respect for them. I know it was a small role for you, but uh, you had a, a, a part in uh, Almost Famous. Did you get to make any rock connections <laughs> through Cameron Crowe or through any of the, uh, the work that you did on that movie? Uh, not so much. I, you know, I had played a small part in Almost Famous. That was my first movie I ever did, and uh, I got to see Cameron Crowe at the at the Rock Honors, and he's friends with Pearl Jam. But uh, at that time, not, no. not so much. But this has been a great pleasure of doing the Rocker. Is like I've been uh, interviewing different rock that's bands cool. and stuff like that. That's, that's and, great. And I'm a total geek when it comes to that. Like if I meet like George Clooney, I'm like, yeah, whatever, hi, whatever. <laughs> but uh, rock guys like really. Yeah, float if, my sky caps. If you just happen to be, <laughs> so if you just 
office. <laughs> happened to be tuning in. It's uh, Rain Wilson, The Office, and his new movie is called uh, uh, The Rocker, which is going to be out in August. Now, going back to this VH1 thing, which is tomorrow night with The Who, you don't you uh, perform as or at least show up as the pinball wizard with the giant boots and the whole deal? I do, yeah. Okay. I do. I show up as Elton John. Were these the actual boots from the original Tommy movie? No. They built ginormous boots for okay. my feet. I think they auctioned those off for a charity, the original Pinball Wizard boots oh, yeah, yeah. years ago. Those I things are like stilts. They're so tall. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's crazy. I could see you with the glasses on and, and looking a little bit like Elton John if they did you up right. I would love to play Elton in the story. Yeah. Really? Yes. Of the Elton John story. What do you think? Yeah. 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 You got the sky caps for awesome. it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he just used it for And you. I love male like, sky caps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sky caps. I said sky caps. I did too. I planted that insidious yeah. bug in your uh, mind. I now. love yeah. that. Thigh caps. Sponsored <laughs> by sky caps. <laughs> um, I just think you're an airport aficionado. <laughs> you mentioned a little bit ago that you're so-so on Pearl Jam, but you're from Seattle. Yeah. And were you in New York when that that whole scene kind of came on? Uh, did did that you miss the bus on that? Or? I missed it, man. I was uh, I went to I moved to New York in '86, and okay. then that's right when the whole grunge was taken off. And then I kind of discovered Nirvana, kind of you know when everyone else did when yeah. Nevermind came out, and then I yeah. and then I totally got into it then. But uh, but yeah, kind of I I was not in Seattle at the time. No, no, uh, any any opportunity to stage dive or crowd surf or uh, anything like that in your in your past. No, I, I, I got to see Nirvana in their last American concert. That yeah. was pretty cool, but I was kind of huddled to the side. I wasn't doing the moshing. Okay. I was scared of moshing. I'm, <laughs> I'm moshing. tender. I bruise easily. <laughs> hey, since you're in uh, Pennsylvania, are you going to go out to uh, Scranton while you're here? Or uh... No way. I think, you know, even Steve Carell is so good in The Office. but the, I He think sucks. There, but there are, I think there are other people that could... That could pull off that character, but there is no way I could see anybody else playing Dwight Schrute. Uh, you you have just well, you also that character. You're also an, oh. an improvement on the. I mean, uh, and Ricky Gervais produces both shows, obviously. But yeah. your 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 realization of these of the character that was in the British version is an entirely different spin, which I think is 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 better. But here's here's the thing, guys. What you don't understand is I'm. Probably the greatest actor alive. <laughs> I can tell. So I don't. I don't know. You guys hadn't mentioned that in any of your clubs yeah. for me. And next time I come here, well, that's, I, that's reason enough to see the rock. If you could, yes. If you could mention how amazing I am okay. as, as an actor, that'll be that'll definitely be part of your introduction. And how mediocre Steve. We'll, we'll kiss your <laughs> kiss your thigh caps on your way yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. And Please. by the way, Jane Lynch, uh, who we just had in the studio last week, she's in the Rockers. Yes. Well, Jeff Garland, Christina Applegate looks amazing. I mean, the best I've ever seen her look. Total. Total. Mm -hmm. This is her first delightful milf role, and mm -hmm. she. I got to. I got to. Uh, I got to mash with uh, Kelly Bundy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really? in the movie. Yeah, yeah, for realsies. Did you grab her thigh caps? <laughs> um, no, but they're they're pert. Oh, they're surprisingly yeah. pert. Yeah, and uh, it did was. You guys, great. did you make out with her in the, in the movie? Yeah, mm, there was like some smooching, but it's not like full on like tonsil hockey thing. Okay, so right. well, does, than does the wife get jealous of that, or is she cool with that? I am paid. I'm like, honey. This is what I'm paid to do. I get paid. I'm an artist. The script calls for us to kiss and to embrace. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I must immerse myself in this role right. for the art. So I'm going to go rehearse real quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Rain, we appreciate you taking some time uh, to come by here. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate awesome. it. We love you, yeah. cats. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. It's Rain Wilson, gang. Preston and Steve show. We have a break to take. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, stay put. Back in a minute.
Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. I want to play this piece of audio. Uh, am I stupid for finding this funny? No, no. it's funny. No. It's funny on two levels because it, it, it captures the the things that can get in, in people's craws, the things that can drive people crazy. I've never been moved to co- call a complaint line. I've never mm-hmm. been. I've you know. I, I just I'm, I, I have too much going on in my life. I never yeah. complain about. You know, like I never call up a TV show or a, a station. And go, I don't like that show or whatever. It just, it's why. But this guy gets this this thing in his mind <laughs> mm-hmm. about the product Jimmy Dean sausages. Yes, and you got to hear the dejection <laughs> in his voice. Yeah, I, I mean, it just you, you've got to appreciate um, what customer service reps have to go through. Oh God, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and I just got an email yesterday because I was talking about how great Comcast uh, yeah. Cable and, and their customer services. Like, well, I got a, an email from somebody who works there, and they said, you don't understand how bad it is. Like, somebody will sit there with a red and white wire and then call and say, what do I do with these? You know, <laughs> like, when, you know, when, like the, yeah. when the jacks in the back are both red and, and white. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So, uh, so when you listen to this, you can really appreciate what some people have to put <laughs> up on the customer service yeah. side. But oh, this, this is great. Yeah. This, this guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy loves his Jimmy Dean sauce. He loves it. He's not, he's not a screamer or no. a yeller in this. Just but let it progress. Just take a listen. Here we go. I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products, your quantity of your products. Your products are very delicious. Love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. You've got a 12-ounce roll, and you've got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump, Scotch girl, and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12-ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that, it ain't going to work. And I'm not going to for a second. A couple dozen <laughs> eggs? couple dozen <laughs> eggs, 16 ounce thing of sausage, and, and steak. Uh, well, he, he mentions the yeah, steak yeah, coming, coming up. But, uh, but uh, he, he, in other words, I think most people would say, all right, it's kind of sucks. I'll just get the, I'll get the second roll, though. I'll just get, you know. So, in, a, in other words, but he has it so precise. 16 ounces of sausage <laughs> is just right, That's right for the three guys over 200 pounds and the, and the ladies. And the yeah. plump wife and, and the 13-year-old. And that works perfect. Why did they F it up? Yeah. Your product anymore or ever again and as far as your 16 ounce of maple and sage i don't eat that i'm not from the north i'm a texas man jimmy dean sausage you know that sage is just so exotic it's so and european maple syrup. so <laughs> parisian it's for southern can't have to eat with the breakfast with the fried eggs and the t-bone steaks and the t-bone steaks a dozen eggs two dozen eggs. two dozen eggs T-bone steaks and, six, and sausage. 16 ounces of sausage. That's breakfast. And I can't see going to a little 12-ounce package to feed four, five, six people. And I'm not going to buy two of those 12-ounce packages just because you want to downsize and charge the same goddamn price. Now, pause it. <laughs> now he's mad. Is it, isn't it conceivable that you could buy the two 12 ounces and then put the remaining, measure out the 16, and then put the remaining... In a piece of Tupperware. Right. Mm-hmm. Easily. <laughs> or cook it all up and, and save some for later. Save some for later. That's all you have to do. 
But, but the best, not the best gonna, is when not going to fly with this dude. The best is when he thinks he's hung up the phone because he continues on. I'd sure like a reply, and I'd sure like you to go back to your 16-ounce package on your regular sausage because I'm not going to buy it otherwise ever again. I'll just have my own damn sausage made like I used to 30-something years ago. It's not tasty as yours is, but it'll work. Goodbye. What a little 12-ounce goddamn roll of sausage <laughs> supposed to be your brother and me and you. 600 pounds of men, at least, you get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sausage. <laughs> Somebody needs their ass kicked. Some little consumer geek a roll. Save money, yeah, save money, save money. I'm going to eat, goddammit. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. I love that. Some pussy roll of sausage. Save money, save money. I want to eat, goddammit. i got to hear that last part. 600 pounds of men, at least, you get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sausage. Son of a bitch. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Someone needs to be beaten over reallocating the amount of sausage. And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sausage. Son of a bitch. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Some little consumer geek of Save money. Save money. Yeah, save money. Save money. I'm going to eat, goddammit. <laughs> you know, you know the, the wife he's talking to is like the mom in Gilbert Grape. Oh, yeah. God. She's oh a little plump. God. You know, a little that. plump. I love that. I have called uh, uh, the uh, the uh, customer service lines before, uh, you know, for like fast food places. Yeah. I actually, um, uh, th- you know, one time I was in um, I was in a drive through and and um, I was second in line and it took me fifteen minutes to get my food. So I, you know, goddamn it, <laughs> honestly, like I was I was second in line and it took me fifteen minutes to get my food and I, and I called when I got home because I was like this is nonsense. But another time I was literally. Well, in, what was your response that you got when you called the customer line? Were, were they they were, they, they were, were great yeah. because you know what? First of all, don't call. It's not. Whoever's answering the phone, it's not, not their, their fault. fault. Yeah. So don't take it out on them. A lot of people will do that. As soon as they get an operator on the line, bam, <laughs> they'll start yelling at that person. So if you treat them with a little respect, you'll get it back. There was another time, and I'll say that I was at Popeye's Chicken. And again, I was second in line. And I uh, I was waiting. It was a good five, ten minutes. And I'm just waiting and before I'd even been uh, waited on, right? So I'm sitting there, and I look at the number, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And I call it. I'll call the uh, customer service line as I'm waiting the in cashier line. cashier say, sir, stop going bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're scaring the other customers. And you want to eat, goddammit. I'm going to eat, goddammit. The other customer. Yeah. But I was seriously on the phone with the customer service person for 10 minutes after I was already there for almost 10 minutes. Just sitting there. And did, I was, they, did, they, did they do anything? Are they gonna, did they say, well, send you a coupon. Well, we'll make this up to you somehow. I just said, you need to send somebody out here to manage this place correctly because there's only three people in the whole store, and here I am talking to you. And Quickly to the Popeye's counter. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it as There's well. There's trouble. It's store number 17. <laughs> I'm going to eat, goddammit. <laughs> For a fast food joint, and, and Steve, they send me coupons. I got, uh, you know, $50 worth of, I, I think it was Wendy's or KFC or something, but but I called. It was the same exact thing. Horrible service. Waited, waited, waited forever. And uh, and I was like, you know what? I, I just They should know that, because I think the corporations want to know if their stores are performing poorly. Well, I mean, but and they send me coupons. In this case, you know, the, the guy's like, he just, look, he, you know, for so many years, he's had that product. That's 60. 
16 ounces. Yeah. You know, well, why are you effing with this stuff, man? <laughs> I mean, now it's 12 and 12. It, 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 what am I going to do with that additional meat? I'm going to eat, God damn it. It occurs to me that if they're eating that, plus T-bone steaks and two dozen eggs, right. they might have just enough appetite to polish off those additional ounces of pork. You know, it's not a stretch. Uh, no, you already had your seven pieces of bacon. I'm going to go to uh, Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Rob, are you there? Nope, we lost Rob. Oh, Rob's uh, dad is apparently exactly just like that. <laughs> Let me go to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, Brian? Nothing much. I want to, I want that as a ringtone. <laughs> I want to eat, goddammit? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll I think it's a good idea. Yeah. We'll see if we can put I that up eat, on the website. I'm trying to clean it up. The audio is not the best. Uh, here you go. Camp Out for This is from my Eyes Bled Clear. The Camp Out for Hunger theme this year. I want to eat, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should yeah. be the slogan. We'll put that on the instant replay. Yeah. 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 Uh, hang on. Let me go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. You guys rock. Yeah. Thank you. What's up, Chris? Hey, Preston, why don't you try to need to eat pizza? The Jimmy Green guy sounds just like you. It sounds like me. It does. What am I talking about? I am talking about the need to eat pizza. I'm going to eat, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> a small little, small 12-ounce pizza. Can't have that. No. Used to have a 16-ounce pizza. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The need to eat pizza. <laughs> I can't feed over 900 pounds of men. Yeah. I've never been the uh, uh, the call, the, you know, the, the, the hotlines no. and complain type person. I, I mean, I just don't, I don't have the time or the will. I, I actively try to avoid... You know those kind of a hole situations. Like, what are they gonna? What are they gonna care? Just to use a different product. If you don't like something, use something else. Well, it's yeah. not if, if I don't like it. Yeah. But if I didn't like that service, if I, you know, like, you know, when when I was waiting 15 minutes in a drive-through when I was second in line, like, you know. I want to get home, goddammit, you know? like that, That's I'm how I eat, felt. I mean, this was before cell phones, so I actually did take the time to get home. And call. And call that number, so. I used, uh, or my friend used the movie Summer School as a reference, where the guy writes and oh, yeah. complains and gets all the free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So in high school, he would just write to every company with a nice... Confident letter, and then get free stuff all the time. Uh, yeah, there, there, there was actually a, a book out that explained the merits yeah. of doing that, where you would just, you know, write the customer service departments because that's really what they're there for. They're there to issue out coupons or whatever, yeah. you know, uh, you know, unless your your head blew off if you, if you, you know, you ate one of their products. <laughs> but otherwise, oh, we'll make it up to you. We'll, we'll, we'll send you some new ones. Yeah, yeah. Let me go to uh, Karen. Hey, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Karen? I'm. Um, I was just calling because I work in customer service too. And people who call in and are really nasty, we will do everything we can not to help that person. But if they're nice, yeah. we will spend a half an hour just needing whatever they whatever they want. We'll give it to them. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. People if you call- are calling, people who are calling in, just be nice. You can get whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. You, I mean, if if you call up bitching and raging, they're they're not they're going to do everything they can to make it difficult for you. Hey, listen, I went to uh, my wife and I went out to eat. What was that last week? Um, the, the the kids were getting a little bit crazy. It's one of those BYO places, you know. Right. So I had a bottle of wine, bought a nice bottle of wine, you know. Oh, yeah. Spent a whole five dollars on it, <laughs> and um, so the the kids were going crazy towards the end of the meal. So we cut our meal short, and I had to help my wife carry the kids out to the car. So I left the bottle of wine on the table, which I was going to take home. And all of my food and my coat and all this stuff. Right, I got out to the car, get back. I was probably gone for a minute and a half. And they com- cl- completely cleared the entire table. And it's, you know, I, I can't, I, and I didn't complain. But the waitresses had, had a big problem with this, and they felt really bad. They threw away my wine that I was going to take home. And they went and got the manager. And the manager came over, and he was really cool. And, you know, I just, 
What, man? <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, so I, I wasn't going to complain, and I didn't complain, but the manager was so cool. And I guess because maybe I wasn't a big dick about things, he ended up giving me a gift certificate for the restaurant. There you know? You and then, really? Boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Just uh, be nice. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's this guy. Until it's time. To not, not be nice. <laughs> Thank you, Dalton. Uh, I got uh, a couple instant messages don't hurt. that want to hear it all the way through one more time. So, uh, all right. You want to roll that again? Sure, right. Here we go. I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products, your quantity of your products. Your products are very delicious. <laughs> very delicious. <laughs> I, I love that. Hold on. Products, products are very delicious. <laughs> love them for many years. If he, if wait, if he were if he were Irish, he would sound like um, very delicious. Yeah, if Bob Geldof, I love your. <laughs> Love your products. I've been eating them for over 30 years. It's wonderful. But just as you were talking 300 pounds of goddamn men every morning. <laughs> Some two bun steaks or five dozen eggs or haggis. Just wanted to let you know I will not be buying your products anymore. And now I'm going to switch to links and sausage patties. <laughs> <laughs> the Texan bucket. Oh, oh my God. Live in Texas, Ireland. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me... come from. I don't know if you delicious. test your products, your quantity of your products. Your products are very delicious. <laughs> Love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. you got a 12-ounce roll, and you got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump, tough girl. Because his perception is over there, Jimmy Dean Sausage, the manufacturing plan. Like somebody will snap out of him. You can't feed the Lucy boys on that kind of 12 ounce roll. They're big boys over there. That's right. A woman that's a little plump, Scotch girl, and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12 ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that, it ain't going to work. And I'm not going to purchase your product. Anymore or ever again. And as far as your 16 ounce and maple and sage, I don't eat that. I'm not from the north. I'm a Texas man. Some Jimmy Dean sausage <laughs> is for southern boy. people to eat with the breakfast with the fried eggs and the T-bone steaks. <laughs> and I can't see. Could you imagine? Fried egg sausage and T-bone sausage steaks. and T-bone steaks and eggs yes, he, for breakfast. He's plural on the steaks, right? Yes. That's what he yes. says. T-bone oh, yeah. steaks. That's right. A little 12 ounce package to feed four, five, six people, and I'm not going to buy two of those 12-ounce packages just because you want to downsize and charge the same goddamn price. <laughs> I'd Please. sure like a reply, and I'd sure like you to go back to your 16-ounce package on your regular sausage, because I'm not going to buy it otherwise ever again. I'll just have my own damn sausage made like I used to 30-something years ago. It's not as tasty as yours is, but it'll work. Goodbye. A little twelve ounce goddamn roll of sausage supposed to be your brother and me and you, six hundred pounds of men, at least. You get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that pussy roll of sausage. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Somebody needs their ass kicked. Some little consumer geek a roll. Save money. Save money. Yeah, save money. Save money. I'm gonna eat, goddamn it. <laughs> you know that was the biggest thing that. to happen in that household in the past month. <laughs> you hear Daddy D? He called up them Jimmy Dean boys. I love that. I absolutely love that. We gotta take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that.
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You're not going to believe this story. Okay. All right, then don't read it. Not going to believe this story. No, you'll want to waste of time. No, you will want to hear it. It's just you're not going to believe right. it. In England, a top teenage athlete began an incestuous affair with her long lost father after tracking him down. A court has heard. Oh man! What? Chelsea Cummins, who is now 21 years old, would mm, meet. Now I'm getting turned on. Would meet for secret trysts with her own father, Stephen Broomhead, at his home. She's 21. He's 42. Now, she up. knew about this. Yeah. Well, okay. she, 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 she tracked went him all down. this time to, to meet him, and then falls in love with him. Their relationship Ew. continued for two years, despite both having other partners. Uh, when she became oh, pregnant, stop, stop oh no, Miss Cummins could not be certain of the identity of the father, so she decided to abort the baby. Oh, she became man. jealous Gross. when her father rekindled a relationship with her own mother, Lisa, and as she discovered them in a passionate clinch. Miss Cummins told her mother, "He'll only cheat on you. I hate my father. Do you remember when I was pregnant the previous year? I had a relationship with him." Jesus. Oh my God! She later told police. That uh, he has. She said he has never. A common whore. He said he has never been my dad, so I didn't look at him Ew. like that. I did have a sexual. I did have sexual feelings for him. It wasn't planned, and I didn't think about it because it just happened. She's pretty decent looking. She's real cute. Miss Cummins pleaded guilty to uh, two offenses of sexual activity with an adult relation, and uh, she was given an absolute discharge. But the judge sentenced Broomhead, who was charged with the same offense, to three years supervised uh, supervision and ordered him to attend a sex offender's program. I've I've heard of this before. I saw a Dateline episode. It's it's I don't want to say common, but it happens where uh, you know reunited a mother son or, or father will daughter actually will fall actually in love, have romantic feelings for each other Ew. because they never had a parent. So this love that they feel they, they don't can't have, interpret. They can't interpret. Wow, yeah, it's bizarre. It's messed up. Uh huh. It's uh, so hot in uh, in Rome. <laughs> in Rome, police said a family in southern Italy kept a woman locked in a room for, in their house for eighteen years. Because because they were angry she was pre- pregnant out of wedlock. Wow. But even though it's a sad story, the music was always very happy. <laughs> they said, I know this is a terrible thing, but don't you just love the music? Who can be sad? Even if you've been locked up in a room for 18 years, and that whole abortion thing, I know it's just sad, but meet the boys and dancing. <laughs> Police said they uh, freed the woman on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> she was taken to the hospital for psychiatric care. 18, what is with, there was a dude uh, that was just a little Austria. while ago in Austria. Yeah. Uh, police, the girl spent all her life in a room just like about the size of a large bathroom. Police said they were, uh, they arrested her brother and sister and put her 80-year-old mother under house arrest. What did she do? After police uh, she just was old. received an anonymous tip. Italian the hell did I do? Showed the room with a bed, chair, filthy toilet, and sink. Oh. And police said the woman, uh, the woman's child, now 17, was living with relatives and didn't know about his own mother. Uh, let me see here. A man has been airlifted to an Australian hospital after a base jumping accident in far north Queensland. Uh, he will be treated for 
suspected pelvis and femur fractures and possible internal injuries after falling more than 260 meters, which is about 800 feet, during a jump at Wallerman's Falls or Wallerman's Falls. Wouldn't matter. Uh, spokesperson said that he fell heavily onto the water at the base of the falls after his parachute failed to open properly. So an 800 foot fall. Yep. Parachute didn't open properly. Hit the water. Yep. And survived. Yep. Uh, he was treated for, at an accident uh, at the accident site for about three hours by a group of local firefighters before he was rescued. He may have internal injuries, though, so it's, he's not out of the woods as of yet. This is a terrible story. I can't end on this. Uh, a 13-year-old boy who was tied to a tree yeah. two nights this week died on Thursday. Oh, oh this is the, they yeah. were disciplining him? Yep, and his oh. father and stepmother have been charged with murder. Uh, Bryce, Brian McMillan, and Sandra Elizabeth McMillan uh, have been charged with first-degree murder and felony child abuse. Deputies were called uh, to the residence Thursday afternoon to assist paramedics with an unresponsive teen. The boy's father told deputies he had tied the teen to a tree outside the home Tuesday night because he was being disobedient and other disciplinary actions had failed. Father said he untied the boy Wednesday morning and allowed him back in the house, but when he was tied up in the tree a second time that night when he started acting up again, the boy remained tied up until his stepmother found him unconscious at about 4.30 p.m. on Thursday. What do they say killed him? They don't know yet. They're going to have to look into it. But sometimes, you know, you can fall asleep and be in the wrong position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're restrained like that, and it can kill and you. You can't breathe, yeah. Um, so uh, he was identified as Tyler Green McMillan. He was in cardiac arrest, was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. That is a wow. terrible, terrible story. Uh, so we'll end with this one. A uh, pilot was forced to make an emergency landing after the flight crew were overcome by fumes from the aircraft lavatory. Uh, <laughs> the incident... The incident, uh... Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> the, uh... Dude, come on! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, the incident... I usually don't allow this to happen, but open up the door. <laughs> Hold on to something, because it's going to get a little dicey out there. But if you want that air biscuit lingering in the cabin, do something now. The incident... Took place on a Flyby BAE 146. Thank you for flying, which is being flown from Birmingham to Belfast. I always uh, hold my hand over my mouth because I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, the, I fly for flying, bling, 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 bling. The, <laughs> the 52-year-old pilot complained of feeling lightheaded shortly after takeoff. Do you smell a fart? <laughs> <laughs> Oxygen mass, and I smell a fart. The uh, the other members of the crew also complained that they felt drunk after the fumes started seeping. Everyone that whoever smelled it dealt it. Uh, seeping into the body of the aircraft and the cockpit. All five donned gas masks. Uh, problem was caused by too much formaldehyde being used to clean the lavatory during maintenance. They used formaldehyde to clean the. <laughs> Yes, cleaners. The pilot said. <laughs> cleaners had uh, overdosed the lavatory. <laughs> the inquisitive pilot asked. Earlier this year, the government announced that it would carry out an investigation of cabin air. <laughs> <laughs> <It> reports. 
that one in 2,000 flights could be exposed to toxins in cabin air. There were 116 separate reports of contaminated air. From how the height is a cleaning agent? Sent to the Civil Aviation Authority last year. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm for more familiar with that used as, a, as, a, as like an embalming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe in uh, maybe over in Europe land they do that. I don't know. Flight DBBB. I got to crank my headphones up to hear what I'm saying and it's causing feedback. I apologize. Oh, man. Just the world of my hell. All right. Well, there you go, my friends. That's what we have in the Bizarre File. Uh, we are going to be back in just a moment. Stay right where you are. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And the trash this morning is brought to you by Penn Beer and Michelob Ultra. Join Casey and the WMMR Rock and Rollers in the Bend to the Shore Bike Tour on July 24th. Register at bendtoshore.org. Time to take out the trash. And I'm supposed to play this. All the ends of the earth, all you creatures of the sea, wow. lift up your eyes to the wonders of the Lord. The, wow. the Lord of the earth, yeah. the master of the sea. Hey, what's going on, man? Well, Denise Richards and her lawyer, Neil Hirsch, are trying to convince a family court judge that there's a serious issue in ex-husband Charlie Sheen's home that could have an adverse effect on their kids. Apparently, Jar- Charlie's been feeling nostalgic lately and has been holding hooker reunion parties. Oh, oh for him. That's Dennis sweet. Farina pled no contest to charges that he had a gun in his briefcase while going through a security checkpoint at LAX in May. Farina attempted an interesting defense, saying that the gun was not intended to be used as a weapon, but rather for shooting in the Year and yelling yeehaw. Oh, <laughs> Donald Trump finally sold his Palm Beach estate to a Russian billionaire for $95 million. Oh, Trump was originally asking $125 million for the place, but dropped the price after it was revealed that neighbor Madeleine Albright, Albright sunbathes in the nude. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> price reduction there. And finally, crack buying Oscar winner Tatum O'Neill says she was planning on helping the homeless drug dealer she attempted to buy drugs from, but he got deported. Said Tatum, quote, the frustration I feel over this incident is enough to make me turn to the sweet, euphoric healing powers of free-based cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) It's your Hollywood trash. All right, thank you very much, Steve. Uh, I I got an IM. It says, uh, let Steve know, this is from Fruity Babs, I just sang every word of that creature song right along with him. That wasn't Steve. uh, That was Casey. That's Casey. It says, in opera style. Oh, yeah. And it says, I also went to uh, the next verse. I have not heard that song since Catholic school. That is a ch- that's a church uh, I can't song. stop laughing. That is a chirp song. Uh, chirp. <laughs> <laughs> we so did it in chirps, man. <laughs> um, but in, in grade school, we every first Friday, uh, the whole school went to Mass, and that was the song that they sang at the uh, recessional. Right. At the chirp. very, very end. And when you get to the master, like you would just hear it was like a whisper. All the kids couldn't wait to get to that part. All the ends <laughs> Of the earth, all you creatures of the sea, lift up your eyes to the wonders of the Lord. I think you have a good voice. Lord of the earth, the master of the sea.
the next line is? Oh, yeah, but I couldn't get... Oh, Vodiono! <laughs> um, no, but I started... Who's your daddy? I started too high, so there's no way I was going to get there. <laughs> you couldn't you know, get there. You know what, though, that reminds me of, like, Jim Neighbors. Remember Jim Neighbors used to have Gomer Pyle? He used yeah, to have albums yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk like this, but in normal life, like, Old Man River. Right. He was a classically trained singer, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Oh. He, he still sings if he's still alive. He sings the... <laughs> He still sings the national anthem at the Indianapolis 500. Really? Yeah. Jim Neighbors. Yep, every year. Let wow. that go. Wow. <laughs> when your honorary honorary uh, uh, pace car has goober in it. <laughs> this one says, yeah, that we also did body movements to that song, too. Body movements? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have body movements to that <laughs> Roll song. Roll your shoulders? No. <laughs> Was she going to talk about bowel movements? <laughs> Maybe. I don't really know. But, Steve, they're actually, speaking of Jim Neighbors, there is a Jim Neighbors CD out there. I mean, oh, there's it, many of them. There's tons it, of them. Yeah, it exi- I mean, I saw the oh, commercials yeah. for it, like. You know, somebody's sitting there going, I need a Jim Neighbors CD. Thank you, commercial on TV. Dude, that's probably Mrs. Neighbors. Steve, do you remember they used to run commercials for Slim Whitman? Oh, yeah. Slim Slim Whitman, who apparently sold more albums than the Beatles in Beirut. (laughs) You guys, you don't remember that. Slim Whitman was with Yodel. Yeah, it was like the early 80s, and he was this uh, country. He he was big in Europe. He He was was huge in Europe. Massive. And they would have little infomercials that would run for the Slim Whitman collection. Press, I, I, they used to pound that. This is before there were a lot of cable channels, so you'd see that all the time. You would see the Roy Orbison commercial, Zamfir, Master yeah. of the Pan Flute. Sure. That's the one that all I remember. Time. And I watched a lot of TV in the 80s, and the, the Zamfir was on all the time, but I don't remember the Slim Whitman. Slim Whitman. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 he, had, he had one, like, semi-hit. I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. I just knew the infomercials, and that was it. And they always, I think it was uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. It was... Cowbell? <laughs> no. Really? No, that was... No, and and they always had a voiceover that was like, he's entertained millions for decades. Or thereabout. This astonishing collection can all be yours. And it was always... When was the last time an album made you say, let's get back in the car and return this? All the ends of the earth, all you creatures of the sea, lift up your eyes to the wonders. I'm sorry. He's thrilled audiences in groups of 10 to 15. Lift up your eyes to the wonders of the Lord. By the way, church... You're you're going for it. You're going for it. Did you see me yeah. recording it? Yeah. No. I saw you I dying. I, I can't believe we only got two verses, man. I'm sorry. Church songs <laughs> suck. You have no idea. I, For two weeks, I think, Press, you've been reading that thing for Academy of Natural Sciences, and every time, you know, I'm trying to have this inner thing going on so I don't just blurt out, you know, everything, just blurt you it wanted out. Just, you wanted to sing it every I time. I wanted to. I wanted to. I was like, you know what? Let me just go record this. Let me have him listen to it. Because you know we would have tore you a new one. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, oh, Case, absolutely. I know what you mean, because there was something else that Preston had. I forget what it was, but every time... Time he, he and I thought somebody else was going to do it, and you didn't. I, but I just wanted to sing. I couldn't remember what it was. Lift up your eyes to the wonders of the Lord. Steve, you said church songs are the worst. Church songs are the worst. Steve, my mom used to. We would have to stay until the end of the song because it didn't matter what song it was. It was her favorite. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. This is my favorite. This is great. This is my favorite. I love the ends of the earth. I and love this. even the music runs out at a certain point because they try to jam to it. And the crucifixion and pacification of the followers <laughs> of the sanctity of what? <laughs> my dad's a canner. Up your eyes to the wonders of the Lord. And you can't. 
can't you can't fit the syllables in with the music. No, no, and it's always the same music. And I would hear my, my dad's a cantor for for our church, and I would hear him practicing. You know, like Friday, Saturday nights, he would you know he, he would get the psalm, you know, and you had to fit that psalm into whatever music was playing. And it was there's, you know? always, there's always some douchebag standing yeah. like four rows back. The House of Bread, you know that yeah. one. How's it go? Uh, House of Bread. There's one year, apparently. Wait, wait, wait. House of Bread. House of Wheat. Yes, House of wait. Bread. House of Wheat. <laughs> I would sing House of Bread. <laughs> you were saying House of Wheat. Bread House of Muffin. I don't know. What are we singing about? But they jam so many lyrics into not enough music. All right, hold on. We have Slim Whitman. Uh-oh, here we go. This is apparently... That's it. Five million albums, or thereabouts. He's the number one entertainer ever to visit to greet. Signed his first record deal with Columbia Record House at the age of 11. One penny got him 100 albums. Slim Whitman. Christ, does he suck. Your nut got caught in a door. He would sing like Slim Whitman. <laughs> and you'd sit there and go, and, and you'd be so late at night, and you'd be so, yeah. you'd be going, yeah, you should probably check into this. And Steve, that's when there was nothing on. Right, yeah. And you would, sometimes, that's all, it was either that or static, and you'd be forced to watch the Slim Whitman <laughs> infomercial. Oh, my His God. His concerts of wild people. 15, 20 at a time. <laughs> Carson used to have him on. I yeah, think, Slim uh, Whitman. On occasion. Oh, yeah. That so. yodeling crap. You just wanted to hit him with a shovel. Wait, that made I, me think of that. I really want to know what song that is. House of Wheat. House of Bread. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, I do, though. but I can't and think I, of it. I want to say it. And about how... How bread is, you know, wheat and the whole thing. And I'm like, what it's is not this? One bread, one, one bread, one party. One, one tears. Is that it? That's it. That's it? One bread, one party. <laughs> That's all we know. That's all we know. You know what, man? I never know. I just move my mouth. Yeah. My because brain. the priest is always looking at me because I'm the bald dude in the church. <laughs> yeah. But between, you know, all of Catholic grade school and I went to two different Bible schools in the summer, my head is filled with so much Bible song stuff that, you know, and, and I can never... Did you sing? Did you used to sing? Um, yeah, when it got to a certain point, I had to. You know, my, my dad was a ganner. My yeah. mom, you know, is always saying... dress. Yeah, my my sister, I mean, they love singing at church, you know? Like, some Not people me. are just there, they're going to pray, they're going to do their thing, but then there's some people who just have to sing everything. I'm surprised that you don't kind of go for it, Steve even just sort of make fun of the process. Well, yeah, I used bit. to. Well, I used to. The one that, that my mom loves to sing is, uh, and I think maybe it's a pop song on top of it as well, or it became popular, but that Morning Has Broken one. Oh, morning, morning has, has broken. broken. Something, <laughs> something <laughs> with the other thing. That was Seals and Croft, wasn't no, it? No, no. Cat no. Stevens. Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens. But, but it's a hymn, right? Church? No, really? no. No, it's a Cat no. Stevens song. It's a hit song. Really? Yeah. Was, I, it's well, it's huge. Saturday night and I ain't got no money. I got no money because I just got a... <laughs> Nick's mom would just and change so it. I wish I had some. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, my son's in the way. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Just like a canine would bark. Hang on, let me go to... Uh, <laughs> let me go to Jim. I thought that was a church, No. <laughs> Some people are here are retarded. I don't know what him is. Hang on, Jim. You're on the air, Jim. Good morning. Durka, durka, durka. Durka, durka, durka. What's going on, Jim? 
I was laughing when you guys were playing the Yodeling Cowboys. Steve, do you remember Mars Attacks? Oh, yeah, that's what they used to uh, to make the aliens' heads explode. Oh, oh, oh. The aliens that sound like Pierre laughing? But it wasn't Slim Whitman that it they was used. Slim Whitman. They, yeah, in fact, it's Slim Whitman music. Yeah, yeah. in fact, the, the grandmother was playing it at the old age home, yeah. and the alien's head started to explode. So they had the huge speakers all around, and that's what eventually killed them, the Slim Whitman music. Hang on, let me go to Matt's. Got another Slim Whitman piece of uh, information here. Matt, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. What's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, Slim Whitman is on uh, Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses what? CD. Really? Is he, is he on the soundtrack? Um, well, he's he's got some strange stuff on there. He's got like Buck Owens and and, oh, right. and a few other things. But I didn't know Slim Whitman was on there. Yeah, he does a song. It's um like I remember you. Okay. And dude, I'm telling you, it sounds like his nuts are exploding. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. That yes. that is. It's like if you caught your nuts in your zipper, you would yep. sing like Slim Whitman. Yep, exactly. So he sounds as if his nuts are caught in his zipper. <laughs> his music to kill aliens. <laughs> Wait a minute. Imagine the people who think that's romantic to put that on. <laughs> this is it. Body. One cup for all. Oh, that's what it is. No. Crap. And what? Up. I couldn't hear what they were saying. Fornication. <laughs> Somehow the chili peppers got in there. Hang on, let me go to another quick call. I'm going to go to uh, Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Hi. Uh, I've got about seven years singing experience with a pro-cancer and a silly archdiocese. Okay, so you know your stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, we spent one summer where we were only allowed to sing Let There Be Peace on Earth as our final hymn. Yeah. Because uh, the priest is kind of anti-war and... Um, really bizarre experience. Needless to say, I never want to hear that song again. <laughs> well, you hear, we hear, I mean, I know that there's a crap load of hymns, but they always sing the same ones in church. Yeah. Because we're stuck. We can only <laughs> teach people so many songs. Yeah. Or people complain that you never do their favorite song. It's, a, it's like a lose-lose situation. And then right. sometimes they, they, out of the, they'll, they'll pull out, like, Battle Hymn the Republic. You know, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it'll be like, okay, and then everyone knows. Well, I know this one. Hey, look, Happy Birthday is one of the hymns. Yeah. All the ends of the earth, all you creatures we'll this of one more the time. sea, lift up your eyes to the wonders. I think of that's the good. For the Lord, am I stupid? No, I am. The master of the sea. No. Casey sings. I think it sounds good to my ear. Yeah, Casey thanks. sings in key. He's doing a little bit of falsetto, falsetto on that, but uh, no, he can, I've, I think I've it's heard him good. Sing. He does. He does. I hire well. him. I will hey. tell you what. You should go to my church when um, uh, they, they don't hey, have hey, breakfast. Well, no, no. Um, my old music teacher, Mrs. Lowe, or Miss Lowe, and then this other girl, Beth. They are so good. Like it, it, yeah. you know, normally it's just you know. You know, my people like my dad doing the cantering thing, you know. But these guys are really, really good. I think you, you would get a kick out of it. Yeah, I, I tend to avoid the singing, especially when somebody comes out with a guitar, the yeah. folk masses. Yeah. I want to blow my brains out. <laughs> folk like, masses. Jesus. I like the guitar. Folk masses suck. Yeah. Is that what they call them? Folk yeah, God, I don't think even God likes a folk mass. <laughs> you can actually hear the wind as God leaves the church with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> See ya. Well, we have a $60,000 organ system. Are you going to play that on your acoustic there? Right. Uh, uh, well, anyway, Casey, thank you for the the, the fine vocal entertainment. Oh, thank you. I, I don't it. know if we can handle that every time we do that live <laughs> read, but we'll, we'll attempt to. That fuse is burning. And we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a second. Stay down. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. 
that rocks.